And like a red, white, and blue phoenix rising from the ashes of political bipartisanship, we are back, baby! And this is Salt to the Streets podcast. This is, oh, today is Saturday, October 6th, 12.59 p.m. It's episode 34. Welcome back, everybody, to the Salt to the Streets podcast, your one and only source for, source for social and political commentary on weekly news, pop culture, and sports built from the ground up for people like you, the everyday normal person. Join us as we discuss life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness and continue our endless efforts to bridge the gap between people and information. As always, we are your hosts. I am Colin. I am Donovan. And coming up on this week's show, we're talking more Brett Kavanaugh, of course. And we have a nice shout out to Kathy for a, a another listener request. We're going to be breaking down a Hi, Washington State local gun control initiative, I-1639. Break it down for the people. And then we're going to, because those are probably going to go a little long, but we'll uh, take a reach into the grab bag after that and see what we can pull out. And of course, we got pop culture. We got sports. But of course, before we dive into the heavy stuff, just a reminder to take a second to rate and review the show on whatever platform you're on right now, whether it's SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. If you like what we're doing and help us out, all you got to do is give us a rating and a review, especially that review. The review really helps. Yeah. We would love you forever, and you're going to really help out the show. Give us that 30 seconds. Give us the five stars. That's all we're asking for. Follow us on Instagram, at Salt of the Streets. Give us a like on Facebook, at Salt of the Streets. Check out the weekly blog on salttothestreets.com. And if you're the type, everything is there. Yeah. Except for the YouTube video. But there's a link to the YouTube video. Yeah. Always. Every time time we post the episode, there is a link to our YouTube because we talk about the pre-show. Beautiful. But we are going to start doing one on Tuesdays when the YouTube video comes out. Boom, boom, boom. And then everything will be there. So... Yeah, Word. There's links to all that. All the social medias are on the website. All the, everything's on there. Everything. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your flow. No, you're good because my flow is basically done. I just want to say <laughs> if you go to that YouTube channel, when you go to that YouTube channel, click that like button, click the little bell icon to get notified. And of course, don't forget to subscribe. But of course, because this isn't just a talk show, it's not just two dudes talking, it's supposed to be a conversation. And we want to include you in that conversation. Don't be afraid to hit us up on our personal social medias. I am at Big Bird Uffy on both the Twitters and the Instagrams. I am at Salt of the Street on Twitter and Alpaca underscore Donman on Instagram. Gotta be complicated, don't you? Nope. Nope. (laughs) Easy. And I think with that, we're going to dive right into the Brett Kavanaugh situation again. I believe... At any moment now, it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday the 6th, like you said. We should be, I think the Senate should be voting on his actual confirmation anytime. So we're going to keep an eye out, and when it breaks, maybe we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we might just let you know. I'm going to tweet about that for sure. For shizzle. For sure. I was hoping it, I was really hoping it would happen during the pre-show, because then we would have been in live, and we wouldn't have breaking Breaking news. news. That would have been dope. God damn it. Fucking Senate. It was supposed to start at 1230. God damn it. And I don't think they even started yet. But hey, Probably. Senate, what are you going to do? Lazy fucks. <laughs> so, yeah, like uh, like we alluded to, <laughs> the vote's going to be happening today, this afternoon. Yeah. As of the time you hear this, we will either have or not have a new Supreme Court justice. So, to catch you up on that, because the last time... 
if this is the only place that you get your news, right? Which would be really weird. That would be uh, weird. Definitely don't do that. But we do <clears> what <throat> we can, but you know, yeah, it's a big world. Um, so the last time, last podcast, uh, the FBI investigation had just started and the FBI investigation concluded on Thursday, right? Or yeah, Thursday, like right in like early, early, early in the morning, the, yeah. the report was released. Um, and senators got to take turns one at a time alternating Republican, Democrat, Republican, Democrat. Down Excuse in the skiff, me. dude. Yeah, going into a secure room so they could look at the document that had been produced by the FBI, which has not been released to the public, so nobody knows what it contains. And shall um, not be released to the public, I'm pretty sure. Mm, Just we'll see it, what happens. Due to the nature of it, apparently. Yeah, we'll see. That's Who knows what I'm these saying. Days. I would say, you know. Yeah. We'll see what happens because true. the government and all the senators, some of them have been shady as fuck lately. So, yeah, I would like for it to not come out because that would be the best way for the government to work. But I would like there to not be leaks. That's all I'm saying. But that I would don't be nice. Feel, but I don't feel fully confident that, that will happen. No. Um, so the Republicans and the Democrats both say that there was no evidence. What was it? Uh, corroborating. Yes. Corroborative evidence. Yes. No corroborative evidence that was released from the report. But the Democrats also say for, and we'll go over the reasons after, mm-hmm. the Democrats say that the FBI investigation was limited by the White House. Uh, President Trump and the White House said that they were letting the senators decide what the scope of the investigation was. Um, it was broadened slightly after we had talked, um, but not very much. Yeah. Like, uh, because at first it was just like six people they could talk to, I think four or six people. And then after that, they decided they could talk to whoever they wanted, but you know, it had to be within these days. Yeah. Um, and so obviously there's a couple of different reasons that the Democrats could be saying that, uh, they could be saying that it was limited because they're unhappy that there was no cooperative evidence. It could just be something that they're saying, or that could be true that, that President Trump stepped in and, and altered the investigation. But again, because there is no, we're not going to see the report. We, yeah. we don't know if that's the case. I don't know that that's just got to trust in the system. So, right. I, I, I don't know that it's particularly important, you know? Yeah. Um, but in oh, the grand scheme of things, right. Probably not that important. So, um, but like I said, as, as a, according to all the parties in the Senate, there's no corroborative evidence. Um, which is, which is fine. Um, yeah, that's fine. So at this it is point, what it is. Um, yeah, still so, doesn't mean you need to vote him in, right? Because as we have gone over for several weeks now, yeah. um, we think that there's plenty of reasons to to not vote in Judge Kavanaugh, like even before this happened. Yeah, just based off of, I mean, I have, I don't know, five or six pages of notes here from when I watched his confirmation hearing. And I mean, a lot of it is not good stuff. Yeah, you know, it's, it's all stuff that was so. It's before this whole Ford thing started. He all had such the, a huge. Uh, he had a huge paper trail, like we yep. were talking about, you know. And that's what uh, that's what Mitch McConnell said that he was concerned about. Mm-hmm. Senator Mitch McConnell said that he was concerned about of Kentucky, right? Um, he is the. Uh, the uh what do you call that in the senate just the lead uh yeah it, it does have a name uh the majority leader that's yeah. what it is um and so i mean he said before judge kavanaugh was selected that he would like to see someone with a smaller paper trail just even if nothing else but to give the democrats less evidence to work with to try and find partisanship but yep. um the more that 
the more the time has gone on, because that's what we're talking about this now is more of our opinions because that's that's what we're at, right? Mm-hmm. The more that this has gone on and the more that I've listened to it and, and watched it and heard about it, right? Um, I feel like not only – we talked about like his, his aggression and inappropriateness last week, right? Yeah. But it's the uh, – something that a lot of people have been clinging on to is like the open – partisanship that he's displayed throughout the process you know and that's something that that i started to talk about when we went over the hearing and everything was just he was much more willing to to answer questions from republican senators you know than he was from democratic senators which even as slight as it is you know shows at least some type of partisanship um but you know i mean we've talked about the the softball reference before yeah it's the same situation there are Every single one of them, for the most part, is out to defend him at this point. And it's all fucking politics, man. It's all fucking politics at this point. In my mind. It's it's the it's politics and culture war getting mixed up in all of this. And uh but I mean, how has your views perhaps changed or shifted or, or whatever over this last week? Um or has it really? I mean, no, not not really on Brett Kavanaugh. I, I don't think that, yeah. like I said, I don't I don't think that he should be confirmed. Um, I think that everything it was really inappropriate. I I'm not a fan. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he should be confirmed. Um, but I, I don't. Like I said I don't, I don't know that he's lying. You know, like I said, I like we we talked yeah. about a lot of that last week. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think when it comes to all the like the drinking talking. Yeah. You know, that the stuff we were talking about. It's like yes, he is un without a you know, it's oh, within reason. Did the he same. vote? Yep. What's the vote? They confirmed him. Of course they did. Fifty one yeah. to forty nine. I don't know, let's see it. I'm curious because there was a couple uh I was curious about that Democrat from West Virginia, which way he was gonna go. And uh there's a Republican in North Dakota. Who I think is up for re-election and not doing well, and so where I was watching her vote, Jesus I can't remember. Don't da da da. Either way, you heard it here. Kavanaugh's on the bench. Forty-nine. Fifty-one. Forty-nine. Yep. Imagine that. And Joe Manchin the third of West Virginia voted in support of Kavanaugh. Yeah, I knew he was going to do that. I didn't know, but I was guessing. Ooh, I had a feeling Lisa Murkowski voted against him. Yeah, yeah, she announced that last yeah. night, I think. We didn't know whether she was, but it, I kind of believed she would. Yeah. You know, so maybe with any luck, this will be over next week and we don't have to talk about fucking Brett Kavanaugh again. <laughs> I don't know. What are you doing? Hey, you doing? dog, get out of there. Go on, go. Get out of there. And, uh, yeah, hopefully that we don't have to talk about him next week. Yeah. What are the odds? Well, with that knowledge in mind, I mean, what do you think? You expect it? What do you mean? Did you expect him to get voted in? Um, as the week went on, I did. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, just because after the after the investigation, more and more people, like you said, started to just lean towards the fact that they would do it. You know, there was kind of mm-hmm. like four or five people that were up in the air at first, um, and then. He yeah. starts to lean. So I figured that he would. I always kind of thought that he would, even though I didn't think that he should be. But I don't know that that. I mean, obviously, 
my opinion doesn't matter when it comes into him being elected. But um, one of the things that struck me this week, right? Not struck me, but that a lot of people reported on. I know that there was like an episode of the daily about it and they talked about it on up first. Um, but was there were people that came and talked to Jeff Flake mm-hmm. and Orrin Hatch. Um, like when Jeff Flake was in the elevator and Orrin Hatch is like, at his office or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, and as inappropriate as I think that it was to go about it that way, um, I couldn't, I couldn't let go of the fact that, like I said, regardless of how inappropriate I thought it was, that that is truly how those people feel. Mm-hmm. Like they really do feel that way that because of their experiences, because of the, of the way that they, view the world, you know, through the, the paradigm of their experiences, like we've talked about all these times, um, they truly do feel that way. You know, that that his vote in favor of Kavanaugh of Kavanaugh is is representative of approving a, of sexual assault. No, and not even not even that, because that's not what they were saying. Not approving okay. of sexual assault, but saying that their allegations and their stories didn't matter because too much time had gone by because at this Mm. point you you believe one person or the other you know or you don't know yeah but these women obviously believe christine blasey ford and that's fine they have just as much right to believe her as anybody does to believe judge kavanaugh it's it's the same fucking idea at this point right so so but you can't help but ignore especially him because they're some of his constituents that they truly feel that way. That because they think that she's telling the truth. You know, that his vote, yes, in favor of Kavanaugh is representative of ignoring Blasey Ford's allegations and the allegations of these other women. And that is horrible. It is. Because it's not... <clears throat> I mean, it's not exactly... It's a legitimate feeling if you were somebody who has been, you know, assaulted like that. You know, and it's a legitimate feeling to deal with and to to have that mindset. But again, emotions can get in the way of how things are supposed to be done. And when you're talking about a Supreme Court nomination, I mean, this could be, I mean, just the fact that it's the Supreme Court, I think you could almost have this argument on a fundamental basis about most other appointments or positions of power, if you will. You know, the fact that because there's a there's been a lot of talk in in some circles of the idea web out there about how this presumption of innocence has just disappeared if there's a credible accusation made against somebody, even though you can't substantiate it whatsoever. Yeah. And, you know, what that can do to a person's life. And I think we should all be taking a step back from all of this and realizing that, I mean, for lack of a better term, I mean, you already had the, I can't remember if it's the president of Yale or no Stanford, perhaps Harvard. I don't know. One of the law schools where he was he was scheduled to come teach next year to teach a class, and yeah. now he will not be allowed to do that anymore because <clears throat> the college said that he posed a too much of a, a sexual risk to the students. And I 
I understand that, right? But I think that that comes with almost like a confusion, right? That mm-hmm. the presumption of innocence that's guaranteed in the judicial system is not guaranteed in, in society. No. That it's not. So you, no. like, it's, it is, it is almost unrealistic for anybody to have that standard in a social structure where, where people's opinions are, are in play here and not in a jury where people have to be objective and just go based on the facts. Because that's go, not what's going on here. Yeah. You know? So you have people that you and I, because we don't have any experience like that, we are going to look at it solely based on fact because that's mm-hmm. how we're going to look at it. For, but for anybody else who has experience any, any other way, even President Trump said himself, because he has allegations against him that he thinks are false, he leans towards Brett Kavanaugh because he has sympathy towards him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody is immune to that. It's only because we don't have any experience either way yeah. that we can look at it this way. Yeah. So that is by no means guaranteed in a social structure. And I think no. that, like I said, that's almost a confusion that people have towards that. That yeah. it's And I mean, do you think that's <clears throat> just at the end of the day? I mean, is it I mean we're cause we're talking about no social justice in no, terms of people that are way. shitty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are shitty and that sucks, but um and I, I'm not saying that that's fair because I don't think that it is. Mm-hmm. And and I do I think that maybe no, I'm not even going to go there because I'm not. But um, I there are some people who are concerned that their kids are going to have some type of allegation, you know, that like some shit. I'm, I'm not worried about that. You know, I'm. Yeah, it's not something I'm even going to consider in my life because I would just would like. Are you talking to, about getting like hashtag me too? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That they're afraid that there's going to be you know some I mean, allegation. Here, comedians that, talk about that, it a lot. I mean, a lot of a yeah. lot of those kind of. Higher profile, mid to upper profile people in the public sphere were very concerned about getting Me Too'd for a little while. I think it's kind of, I don't think the concern has totally died off, but I think it's kind of died down a lot. Um, when I was just going to say for myself, like, I was going to try and set up some type of hypothetical, but I'm not even concerned that. Even yeah. if we do, on the off chance, get famous one day, I'm not <laughs> that someone's going to be like, he fucking raped me at a party one time because that's just not the the, the case. But no, uh, <laughs> so that's why it's like I'm just not even going to go there. Like I'm not yeah. going. But but if you align uh, with that idea, that 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 precedent, yes, then essentially at one point anyone anywhere can be called out, and if the person is credible. Your life could be fucking ruined yes. like that for something you you never did, never even came close to doing, yeah. nothing. And so to – and I think it, it makes it a really bad argument for the Supreme Court when you, when you have somebody like that that has to go through that just to get on the court. Yes. You know, I, I mean, mean the, the Senate and just the, the legislature – the legislation – I don't know what you call them. The legislature. Legislature. The House and the Senate. Yeah. I mean, they have a track record these days of just tit for tat, you know, you do something to me, I do something to you worse, back and forth and back and forth. This partisan battling has been going on for so long and it's reached a fucking terrible point. I wrote down some – because I got interested in the filibuster rule, right? So I was oh wondering God. why everything I've heard about <laughs> oh Harry Reid. I was I just wrote that down. Fuck you, Colin. <laughs> Fuck you. Yes, yeah. we're, it's too much. We're, we're, we're mind melting. Um, yeah, but 
I, before we move on to Harry Reid, right? Because yes. I, I want to hit on something before we move on to that, right? Yeah. Because I will absolutely talk to you about that all fucking day, Harry Reid, because I totally have. Yeah, I've been thinking about this, that all week. I have this um, like grand political timeline. Yeah. To talk about how, more or less, this is all just some political battling. Yes. But we'll so, talk about that in a minute. So I think that it is almost. And we're talking about Brett Kavanaugh, right? Because we're talking about the social structure and it's not just, right? The way that, that yeah. this works in society right now, right? But part of that is because I think, right? Theoretically, fucking, uh, what, uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, yeah. Um, I, I think that it's almost just unfortunate timing because we're in this, this pendulum swing, you know, that, that mm. they talk about all the time that we are just at a point where shit is so partisan and so extreme right now. That we're fucking shit knocking fair. shit over. You know, shit we're is so not out fair. there. It's when when <laughs> so many people are are being taught those insane fucking ideas in in so many colleges and stuff like that. You know that yeah. There's there's a lot of people my age that are not not able to see things as objectively. You know what I'm saying? Or like um, even slightly and objectively. It's we are just in that time that. I don't know exactly what turns that around, you know, but mm. I'm, I feel confident that it will not be this way forever. You know, that something will, there is, there is still hope there because there are people like, excuse me, Christina Hoff Summers, you mm-hmm. know, that there are people in the feminist movement that are not so fucking extreme that are really like, that is not, they've been there for long since the beginning, you know, yeah. and they're like, that is, this is not what this is supposed to be about. Like yeah. this is a radicalized version of what we started talking about. A fucking terrible third wave feminism. Exactly. Um, so if you guys haven't, if, if, if any of you guys have not heard of Christina Hoff Summers, she is somebody that you should look into. What do they call her? The something feminist? What is? Oh. <sighs> something she's got is she's it like got the like logical like a, feminist something like that um she's got some type of subtitle to her yeah um that do you want to look it up or do you want i to am gonna look it up it? real quick yeah so um but she's been on ben shapiro she's been on joe rogan dave rubin she's been on all kinds of different podcasts different mediums so she's not anybody who leans any one particular way except for really like people to have equal rights and shit you know um so i'm i'm into her i like her a lot i've listened to her speak on, very, on very all those different mediums. So definitely uh, somebody worth checking out. Um, but I, like I said, I, I think it's just partially just horrible, horrible coincidence, you know, horrible coincidence to be in this circumstance that we are in that pendulum swing right now in society where people yeah. are so. Well, and the so fucked intense. up thing is I was probably, I would probably argue that, I mean, I wouldn't even argue, but I would add on to that some some subtext in my mind anyways. And to to note that, yeah, we are on the, the factual feminist. There yes. The factual feminist. Thank you. The factual feminist. Boom. Check her out. Um, but I, I think they there has been political governmental changes that have happened over the last 20 to 30 years that have allowed the pendulum to go this far. And I don't think we didn't really need to get here. But because of actions that have happened, things that have happened in the, especially the the most recent past. um, You're talking about in the political structure. Yes. And and, and in the societal structure. structure. And I think 
there's a reason why we've we've gone that pendulum has swung so far out and yeah. it's you know it's the we've gotten riled in this really deep sensitive culture war and but that kind of goes to what we'll talk about here in a little bit with the the political side of it so let me ask you this real quick because I saw this on yes. Twitter this morning. Put it to me like this: JBP, Jordan Peterson, put yes. out a tweet today. The man himself. Yeah, that said, uh, you know, <clears throat> if Brett Kavanaugh gets confirmed, he should resign. Mm. Or he said he was thinking that. Or I don't want to misquote him, but um, I think it was more one of his thought, you know, his out loud thinking processes, perhaps. I'm going to see if I can find it real quick. I think, man, I think that that would be, that is probably the best thing that he could do. Because so many people think that he is partisan. If, like, if, especially, all right. Okay. 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 Oh. So, I saw on Vice, and I don't know if I believe this, fuck, fact check, right? Tuesday, fact check. Fact check. That the youth vote this year is going to be the biggest one in like a super long time. I think you're right. right. Very so right if that's that. the case, and so many people are politically motivated right now and are paying attention and and know what's going on with Brett Kavanaugh and feel that particular way that they think that he's partisan, think that he doesn't belong there. You know, mm-hmm. if they're going to pay attention or even remember his name, and he's going to be there for the next forty years, they're going to question every Supreme Court decision that comes out of there that has his name on it. Period. The best thing that he could do, now having won, to save the image of the Supreme Court that he says he respects so much would be to resign and ask for someone else to be put in place. He would say, fuck politics, fuck your election, because that's not what this is about. Fuck you wanting to get whatever else in there so you can try and smash some laws through. Do this right. Put someone else in here. Give someone a fair shake. I'm fucking out. Kavanaugh's peacing out. I got money. I'm done. I'm done. I've got money. I'm you know out. What I'm saying I'm gonna go buy a cottage. I'm gonna go write a book. Oh, I'm gonna get shit. the fuck out <laughs> because half you know, 48 percent of America is gonna buy it. You know what I'm saying? All the people in America that think that he should do it. I dude. I think I heard. Some obscene number of Republican men were like, he should be voted in, regardless of any allegations, any fucking anything. Put him in. You know what I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Like, but that many people are going to buy him. Like, you know, the man's going to write a book, but he should fucking resign. I agree with that shit. I like that. I'm in favor. I, yeah, I, I found s- the tweet exactly. It says, and this was from, oh, don't give me it. Oh, 2.15 p.m. yesterday. Yes. If confirmed, Kavanaugh should step down. And he was, uh, I think he was replying to something that Eric Weinstein had talked about, who was replying to something that his brother Brett Weinstein was talking about. Yes. And I can see his logic happening very, very similar, if not exactly to what, the, what you were saying. Because that does make sense. If you wanted to save the impartial, what's left of the impartiality image that is the Supreme Court, because I would... Say it's pretty fucking fractured to already, preserve, but to preserve the integrity of the Supreme Court, tweet that shit out, bro. That's, I'm doing, You're right. doing it right now. Well, yeah, I'm not gonna fucking argue against that. And I think that would be that would make a stronger statement than anything else. Yeah, as long as he came out and said something to that effect, because 
everyone's watching so much, they, they would have to, you know, God, how bad would that make certain people cover that story? It would make certain coverage look so bad. Yeah. Ooh. But I think that that's, that's I agree with that. So it's inconceivable, the unfortunately. Yeah. Because it's already it's fucking... viewed as so partisan already. Yeah. You know, they, I know I just saw it already twice. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, it's already so partisan already. <laughs> um, but it is. And it's viewed that way through most people who pay attention to it enough to the point yeah. that, like we talked about, we talked about Kennedy, it during the Gorsuch thing. Kennedy was conf- uh, considered a, you know, a swing vote, even no matter how much yeah. he hated being called that. But they thought that Kavanaugh was a conservative justice, Gorsuch conservative justice. It's that you can count on the way that people are going to vote. And that's not yeah. how this is supposed to be. You, you watch know? any kind of coverage out of it whatsoever. You listen to any pundit talk about the Supreme Court. It's always this many liberal judges, judges, this many conservative judges. And, you know, if there's a swing vote judge in there, you have a swing vote judge. But right. it's politicized entirely from the... You know, third person perspective. Yeah, coming from you know the public and even even on the political level, everybody views it as a partisan arm. It's a part. It's a political arm of both parties, and it's a fucking shame because it is. It's supposed to be everything but that. Should be everything but that. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I uh, I mean, he's in. It is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not exactly happy he's in, but I, like we've stated before, you know, there are a million other perfectly legitimate reasons why I would have a no vote for him, and I will actually give it to some of the senators. I watched a few of them doing their deliberations <clears throat> yesterday on the floor, and not all of them talked about the Blasey Ford situation being their their end-all be-all reason to vote. I mean, a lot of people reference some of the questions that were, that were actually asked during the hearing. Citizens United rulings, um, time in the Obama administration, or the, uh, sorry, the Bush George W. Bush administration, you know, a lot of legitimate questions that were brought up. Yeah. And I thought that was good. I, you know, my hat's off to them for not focusing on the one piece of, you know, the whole puzzle that you can't prove. Do you got it? Where's that lighter at, bro? I dropped it. I don't know what happened. You didn't drop it. I haven't. <laughs> I dropped the ball with the cherry. Yeah. But, I mean, unless you have, I mean, do you have anything else on that, on the specifics of that? Or should we um, maybe look, start looking at the political side of it? Yeah, I don't think so. But you wanted to talk about Harry Reid, right? I want to talk about the filibuster. Yeah. The filibuster in and general. And in turn, Harry Reid. Among other people. Yeah, because I have an opinion on that that is, um, I found surprisingly similar to my opinion on fucking DACA. You know what I'm saying? So, we'll... Interesting. Yeah. I, um, so, first of all, I went back because I have heard time and time again, Harry Reid was responsible for removing the filibuster. For for lower court judges. Yeah, for lower court judges. And they, he kept the spot or the democrats at the time because this was back during the late bush era i want to say you're the numbers man yeah anyways um so yeah so so it's kind of it got me thinking about this filibuster rule because i've always heard about harry reed excuse me 
That's why sometimes I shouldn't drink beer on the podcast. Makes nah. me <laughs> don't be ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, he he was uh, he's always the one that's commonly referred to as the first one to go nuclear. He was the one to pull out the filibuster in federal judgeships, ex- with the exception of the Supreme Court. And then I go, okay, well then why aren't the Democrats filibustering the Supreme Court? So well, we know that. W- yeah, we, well, we know that because that happened during the Gorsuch hearing. Yeah. And I just don't remember if we had talked about it enough. But Oh, I'm sure that we did. But, I mean, you go well, all the way let's back. Let's talk about it more. Well, you go all the way back to the George W. Bush era. Yes. This is when, like, the major, most recent filibustering started. When, so when they were trying to school. Yes. Ouch. Thank you for that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so you obviously weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention back then. But... The Democrats were in power. They had gained control of the legislature, leaving George W. Bush basically neutered and without any power to kind of push any Republican agenda forward. Um, and so the Democrats start filibustering his, judi- his judicial nominations. Yes. And then all of a sudden, you know, the big shift, hope and change wins. Barack Obama is now the president <laughs> of the United States. Yes. <laughs> and the Republicans begin to regain their power in the legislature. They regain their power. And then they turn right the fuck around and start filibustering the Obama administration's nominees. And so, uh, so to take it back again, it was 2013 when the Harry Reid who I think it was towards the late end of the Obama administration or kind of mid. Um, so 2013, Harry Reid, leader of the, the Senate majority, goes nuclear and removes the ability to filibuster federal <laughs> judgeships with the exception of the Supreme Court. Yes. And then it took until 2017 during the Neil Gorsuch nomination yes. that cocaine Mitch himself – Mitch McConnell, <laughs> cocaine Mitch. He says, "You know what? Fuck it. I'm hitting the red button too." Says cocaine Mitch. <laughs> I do remember that. That's and, fucking funny. And then yeah, they they finished removing the yeah he removed the filibuster from the nomination of Supreme Court judges as well. Yeah, you know. And then Harry Reid. So that brings us to today. I mean, okay. this is. I mean, you're talking twelve. Years probably going all the way back between the George W. administration, Obama administration to today. I mean, it's a long time. And, uh, but all this, these major changes have been, have been made to how the parliamentary procedure goes for Supreme Court nominations, federal court nominations, the, the judgeships. And that allowed, in my mind, the political roots to really take hold. And start because if if there's no check on whoever whatever party is in power, they're just gonna they're gonna stack the courts. They're gonna pack the courts with their guys if they have the votes to do it. When no one can literally stop them, and it yeah. works both ways. So there's no real check there, except for you know like that's why like they're doing everything physically thinkable and unthinkable to try to stop the Kavanaugh. Nomination. I mean, they've, they have no other tools to stop this. And whether that's just or unjust, it doesn't matter in this political game. That's, they're going to do everything in their power to stop the, the Republicans from stacking the court in, you know, because they have the power to do so. And I can see how. <laughs> I think it's just when you look at how, where we are today 
and where we used to be, you can see the trend of it going this way. And you can see the complete politicalization of the Supreme Court, for one, and then just federal judgeships in general. You can go back all the, you can go back farther than that and start to see the, you know, the, the hardcore partisanship that was, that was happening even back during the, oh, why am I not going to remember her name? Ruth Bader Ginsburg hearing mm-hmm. i mean it was happening back then too and, and i can just, i can under i can see i can see how you get there right but so maybe i have too much of like an idealistic look at it right because you're saying in in this particular instance it's good that they don't have it because it may not be just that they're because stopping of, yeah, this because right? it's unjust but but that's not why that's there right and in, again i think this is part of that the same fucking pendulum swing that I was talking about. That, mm-hmm. that that's because there are not enough people that are looking at the government the right way. You oh know what yeah, I'm saying no, I, and absolutely. So, and I don't think that things should be changed irreversibly. You know what I'm saying? Just because of that. So yeah. I understand. I understand the argument. You know that well. If Harry Reid would have never done this, then we wouldn't even be here. But I, like I said, I feel similar about this as I did about DACA. That, like, two wrongs don't make right. Exactly. Like, you don't have to do that. So, I don't give a shit that Harry Reid did that in the first place. So, he's an asshole. So, mm-hmm. be a better person. Use the government the way that it's supposed to be done. And, and put do it, it back. Way. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely I'm, not trying to dump this on Harry Reid, by the way. I'm just... Those were the steps that were taken at the time. So, yeah. and, and it's just... It doesn't matter who's doing it, but you can see just one side attacking the other side. Yeah. And you can see it all happening, and it shows – I mean, you can just follow the, the footsteps along the way and see how we got here today. Just open partisanship. Yeah. Open, it's, open, open. It's so abysmal Yeah, to have to try to live through this shit when it's fucking everywhere, man. And the problem that, like you said, people don't call their people out on it. You know, like Derek Kilmer said to you, he's your employee. Is it, you know, is you it beca- pay him. Is it because people aren't paying enough attention? Like, is that how it got to this point that people weren't paying enough attention to what their representatives and what their senators were doing? You know, because they continued to get elected. Yeah. So is it just that they got to a point that that people just weren't even paying attention to what they were doing? And like, because if you're just electing people in, right, if you're just voting for people just because that's who's been in for a long enough time, mm-hmm. like, their views could have changed so radically from the time that they were actually put into office that you don't even know what the fuck they are anymore, but you know what he ran on the beginning, and it's probably the same fucking spiel, you know, that they oh, have. Oh, yeah. So, they, like, it's who, because they become career politicians. But, right. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's I don't Dangerous. know. If, it's, in my mind, it's probably... Let's put it this way. How many hours a week do you devote yourself to being informed? Fuck. Exactly. Can you see why people don't want to put in the, the effort to do that? Yeah. You. How hard is it to do that and still live a regular life, be an attentive husband? You know, you're going to, you're a expecting father. You have a full-time job and a career. You have friends. I mean, do you, who else? I don't blame anybody for not having the time for that, but... No, but I think that they're... But it's... I think at that but point... You, I, but you forfeit your responsibility. And then I, I think I would start to probably lean more towards 
a fucking terrible job done by the media. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just kind of in general that that's that their job is to make it so that people can understand what's going on. And that's not what's being done. You this know? is, this is very it's true. The same people that have been on TV for so long that are just as partisan as the people who've been in the government for too long. You know what I'm saying? See, Don, do you know what we're doing right now? We're going, we're starting at the root. Yeah. And we're starting to grow up the chain. And it all culminates in this fucking shit show that we've been in for the last month, month yeah. and a half, whatever, since fucking maybe Donald Trump ran or you could probably argue whatever. But but it all starts with so many failures on so many levels. Just People just not doing their jobs. Can yeah. you call it civic responsibility? I mean, definitely. Because it is a, it's a right to be able to vote if you're a U.S. citizen. Correct. Yes. It absolutely is. It's a right. It's not a privilege. It's not, not a privilege. No. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. Joe Rogan goes down the, down that road sometimes going, well, like, you know, some people are just too stupid to fucking vote. Yeah. They shouldn't be voting because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. Well, I, I yeah. I don't know. That's, but, and yeah, I, that's I can't a slippery. Really be, can't, that's I, can't I can't be on board with that. Objective about because I'm like, well, no. no, you shouldn't be able to talk about whatever the fuck you don't know what you're talking about because I can't stand talking to somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. But yeah, I mean, look at that's Pod Save America. Personally. They do it every goddamn week. I've been listening More than to Pod that. Save America. I have. I've been good. Lo- I I've mean, been it's doing it. Props, bro. Yeah, it's rough sometimes. It's, yeah, sometimes it's surprising, but I'd say it's a lot. It's kind of rare. I don't know. I don't get down on... Let me listen to it more and then I'll have an opinion on it. I've only listened to like two episodes, so I don't want to talk about yeah. it yet. But give me a couple more because I can't think of anything like an example where I would be like, well, this was really shitty, but I'm certain that there was one. It's just kind know, of a but. general shittiness all around. <laughs> just smells bad. <laughs> well, I will say props on them because they have this... Uh, they're a part of this crooked media. Yes. Which I believe, because I, I don't know, I'm an outsider looking in at this weird liberal, you know, bubble that I'm not a part of. And, uh, you know, it, it looks to me like crooked media is like a play on words from crooked Hillary Clinton. And so they just, you know, what's that Word. thing? If a bully starts calling your name, just fucking embrace it. Yeah. It's like, fuck it. No, we own that. Yeah. That's funny. We're just crooked media. Because it sounds good, too. But they have a whole line of, they have a whole network of podcasts and shows lighter. and shit. What? The lighter. The Moonchild Lighter? Yeah. Indeed. Shout out to the Moonchild. That's me, by the way. I'm the fucking Moonchild. Um, so let's let's talk real quick because I was so blown aback by how this or brought aback or whatever the turn of phrase is <laughs> about the commentary magazine episode on Thursday. Okay. October fourth. Because they they call it the mad podcast and they i mean they were very mad about things but john podhorns i think he even said he got uh like this might be the moment that he becomes radicalized as a radical republican or something like that and um uh, but they referenced this article from real clear investigations and i read the article because i was like this is weird. Why are we talking about this, John? Why does this upset you? Yeah. And so, and I was like, okay, I got to look at this. And I read the article and I sent it to you. And it's all about essentially somebody trying to discredit Dr. Ford because apparently when, you know, you remember the whole talk about the therapist notes and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. She and talked about putting a second door in her house. She yeah. installed a second front door in her house. And she said during 
the hearing that it was so that there was another exit to her house. Yeah, because she was claustrophobic and all this other crap. Wanted to be able to have, wanted yeah. to always be able to escape. There's and this was all caused by uh, essentially this traumatic experience she went through with Brett Kavanaugh. Yes. In her words. But so these these people from Real Clear Investigations did some hardcore journalistic investigation. Yes. And basically pulled the public records for her house to yeah. see when this all this stuff was done. And they're just looking at a timeline and they're they're looking at the the floor plan and what they put in and this and that and the other thing and just all around just trying to discredit her story. So why is he mad? Because he fucking believes every he believes every word of it. And he just thinks that this is proof that she's lying. He even said it on the podcast. Yeah, she's lying. I think I'm going to say it. She's lying. <laughs> okay. And I just so, go, okay, first of all, because I don't want to, I don't want you to believe for a second that I buy into any of this crap. Thank but fucking God. It's, it's as circumstantial as some of the allegations made against Kavanaugh, first of all. Right. So it doesn't fucking matter. So the first, like the first thing that jumped out to me in this article, right, is that not once in there does it say anything about trying to talk to her. Not once does it say anything about trying to talk to her husband or to the therapist or, or to, to her lawyers, anybody who worked there or yep. anything like that. So in this article, right, they're saying that that she's lying about the second front door because they also made a, a room right there and a bathroom and mm-hmm. they rented it out to people and they had people who did like a business in there like a, a like a, a therapist a marital, yeah. marital therapist yes um and so that's why she's lying because she's not using it for a second exit if you know people are staying in this house right if it's a closed apartment okay okay so stop talking so, basically <laughs> let me just some really simple fucking hypothetical, seemingly logical to me situations that jumped out, right? Please and thank you. If the only person... Okay. If if she's been married to her husband for X amount of years and he had never heard about this deal with Kavanaugh until the shit with the therapist, right? Until it came out in the therapy session. Yeah. She's obviously keeping it private. Yeah. Right? So after that, if she's got two front doors, right? People are going to be coming over to her house because she's got friends, she's got family. People come to people's houses. That's what happens. Going to be weird to have two front doors and no fucking reason for it because you don't want to tell people about it. So, listen, let me just put another, like, room right here that we can use anyway. And at that point, we can rent it out. We can do whatever. It's not obvious. I can always go through there because fuck you if you're going to tell me I can't use a front door in my own goddamn house because you're renting (laughs) it. If it's a business, people are going to be there all the time. If she needs to leave at nighttime through a second front door that's in that office, she can go through that. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So... I just think that that's bullshit. Like, why does this matter? And not not yeah. even not even why does this matter, right? Because I can understand why it matters. But again, not once did they try and talk to her or her lawyers or her husband to try and talk about any type of conversation that might have gone on about this. Period. It's just an absolute assumption of guilt. Like you said, the same thing that's happening to Brett Kavanaugh. Yep. Like, how does that make any fucking sense? How can you even begin to begin to claim to be objective when that's what you're doing? You and know? that's. Why I thought this was so, I had to bring this up because we need to. Fucking Todd Horrence was like, was like, dude, like this, this is it for me. I mean, this is. It, it seems like one of the final nails in this in the coffin for him. But he, in his defense, he may have just been looking at the totality of everything, and this was kind of just got his mind I don't into see, the dark. But 
You should listen to that episode because it's, first of all, it's entertaining. And Noah Rothman, of course, does make a lot of legitimate political reasons why he should, like, why he's angry. But um, political reasons I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this woman is not a political figure. No. Like, I don't. Well, yeah, and that's why, like I said, Noah. Trash, dude. You know Noah Rothman. You like his points of view, the way he brings his points of view and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And. You know, he's very logical about his anger, but fucking John went off the deep end, dude. And I, just because I listen to that podcast every week, religiously, that's like one of my favorite ones. I love the way they talk to each other. I love how John sometimes... No, you don't. Old man breathes into them. (laughs) It's kind of funny. But anyways, I just, I had to send you it because it was outrageous. And the fact that... People, I mean, I think even especially him, like he got pissed off at all the articles that were doing that to Kavanaugh. Why is he pissed? Why is he on this side now, propping up a shitty article, attacking someone else's credibility? It doesn't fucking make sense. No, and it pisses me off because people fucking believe all this type of shit, man. You have any idea how many people I run into who they they go on and on and on about the you know all these different situations that nobody can prove either way. And, and there's very gonna... there's no evidence whatsoever, and it, they're just basing all of their assumptions off that. <laughs> you can't do that, man. Just in general, it doesn't matter whether it's for a fucking Supreme Court nomination or whatever, man. You can't believe everything you heard. And I wouldn't. I'm not. I think that that's a really good point, right? Because I I blamed the media earlier, but I certainly can't put it all in the media because you have to choose. What you subscribe to. You have mm-hmm. to choose what you pay attention to. You, you know can't just blindly eat what you're getting no, fed. You can't just automatically trust this because this is shitty reporting. This is yeah. shitty journalism and they're just putting it out. You know what I'm yep. saying? And, and you got to understand that it's horrible. Just because this was coming from something that I think is center rightish generally um, doesn't mean that. You know, the, the mainstream media, if you will, the, the CNNs, MSNBCs, Fox News, they're all doing that to you too. Yeah. It's just, depending on which one you watch. They've just been around for so long. So why the fuck wouldn't I trust them? Yeah. You know what I'm I saying? I mean, it goes down to New York Times, Washington Post. I like the New York Times and the Washington Post. I read them a lot. I am to, I am subscribed to both of them. Well, those aren't anywhere near as bad as TV media. No, and you it's know, written it's journalism generally, is much better than. Yeah, and it's always just generally the editorials, the yeah. opinions. These are all the salacious pieces. And that's, that's their call. I mean, they anyway. do that, whatever. They still do good investigative journalism. Fuck. And I think that. They're not hashtag fake news, bro. Again, I think that if you're, I think if you're reading that shit, then that's on you. I don't ever read any editorials from any fucking website I go to because I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's I read them for entertainment. I (laughs) know anybody who's going there and saying, "Well, this is a terrible news source because these editorials they're writing." Fucking Ben Shapiro does that all the time. Always talks about editorials that's coming out, and they're so fucking biased, and they're so this. That's you know an editorial, why? man. That's not like yeah. That's not a journalistic piece that came out of there. That's a factual piece. Like that's that is an editorial where they yeah. can say whatever they want. But this is why that exists. It's because there is a whole sphere of pundits that are all involved in these opinion columns, and they're all they all write for different papers, and all the they all fucking they're fighting these little mini battles in the culture war, and that's I think. Why they're so prevalent is because the culture war is so prevalent. Every fucking opinion article, for the most part, is all part of the culture war. But I don't think that it matters. It doesn't. 
It doesn't matter, but people read that shit. And then they believe it because it's from the New York Times or they believe it from the Washington Post. And That's on them, man. When, you know, because Noah Rothman is one of those people. Ben Shapiro is one of those people. They all write for different different pieces. And A lot of the commentary them. guys do. But they don't need to present that as fact. And I will give it up to Noah Rothman because he always talks. He, do, he doesn't so much talk shit about the publisher as much. And I think actually the other day he kind of defended a lot of publishers for something but um he always attacks the editorial writer by name because he knows these people and they fucking they hit up each other all the time what's going on you watching the senate floor this says u.s supreme court spokesperson says judge kavanaugh will be sworn in today so that he can begin to participate in the work of the court immediately of course they're fucking ra- i mean when they would said ram him through they're ramming him through man he's gonna get to work asap When's the lame duck session? When was the lame duck session supposed to start? I have no idea. Because I know it was supposed to be soon. I thought it was like the October session. I don't know. Because that was the whole rush behind this. Because they wanted to get him on the court as soon as possible. That's crazy. Okay, so let's let's hit it from this angle real quick. Let's look at the, the fear tactics part of this. Now that he is on the court... I mean, are you worried that he's going to come after Roe v. Wade? Um, no. And I said that when he first got picked. I'm not immediately concerned that he's going to overturn Roe v. Wade. I didn't take that from what he said. No. When he was in the hearing. Um, so I'm, I don't think that's the case. I'm much more concerned about, uh, his views on, on large businesses, executive privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, those things are much more concerning to me than, yeah. than his views on Roe v. Wade. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about guns, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it could I don't be. like his radicalized gun views. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and that's not, like I said, we've talked, we've even talked about that, that my views have changed a lot, even just since we first met each other on guns. You know, I, I pretty much could care a whole lot. Like, I couldn't care any less, you know. Yeah. So, but, the idea that any gun law is unconstitutional, I think, is super fucking dangerous. I, I think that's really over the border. So, yeah, I think that's... Uh, I mean, you hear that a lot come mostly from, like, the, the hardcore libertarian people. They're like, well, yeah, why can't I own a fucking bazooka? Like, well, bro, I don't want you to have a fucking bazooka, okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Like, I trust you. I love you. You're my neighbor. But, you no, I don't want you having a bunch of explosive, you know, missile launchers at your house. Right. It's weird. So, (laughs) what did Joe Rogan say? And I think, and it's in the trailer. Yeah, I got cones, bro. Word. The cones are legit. Yeah. Make life so simple. We should do one of these. All right. With one of... Word. Yeah. Let's do that. that, uh, That's all right with you. Let's do it after... uh, I mean, you can roll it whenever, but let's... Yeah. We'll spark it up after gun control. I want to be on point for that. Oh, I know. Not that we're not on point, because we're always on point. Fuck. No. Um, so we talked about yeah what did I do with all the stiff uh, I don't know word I gotta let, let me go and then you can go and for shizzle we'll, and then we'll, we'll oh are you hitting we'll the uh, the back room right yeah. now word. <laughs> the back room the back word <laughs> yeah so um, yeah because we had kind of we had gone into guns a little bit we, we had a perfect segue but I'm gonna delay that right now so or you know what? I'm going to try something new just because Don's not here. We're going to have fun with it. And I'm going to edit it anyways. Ha ha. We're going to take a break. We're going to be right back and we're going to get into 
Our second topic, gun control. Peace out. We'll be right back. Salt of the Streets podcast. Okay, and we're back. Very first Salt of the Streets break ever. That was awesome. <laughs> so, welcome back to part two. We're going to be tackling our second topic right now. Gun control, the new initiative. This was, a, like I said, I think on the beginning of this show, this was a listener request. So, shout out to Kathy again for this great topic. Um, so, essentially, the topic is in Washington State, in November, during the midterms, there will be an initiative on the ballot, initiative, initiative 1639. And I don't know if you've seen any, but all around the county, um, wherever I drive almost, I see vote yes on initiative 1639 or vote no on initiative I-1639. Yeah. Have you seen a lot uh, of them? I'm sure that I have. I don't generally pay attention to the signs. It's good. I've seen a lot of DK around Yeah, recently. I thought he was underrepresented for a while, but and then all of a sudden they just popped up. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, this came out, and so we're just going to kind of do a quick breakdown of it, uh, and then probably just give our opinions on it, and then that'll probably lead to some some general gun conversation. Yeah. So, yeah, November during the midterms. You said you read it, right? Yeah, actually, yeah, I got the full... I read the full, I think it's 30 pages. So do you want to break down kind of like the gist of it, you know? Because it wasn't, it's not like a sweeping piece of gun legislation. Like no, it's not. although some would argue it is, but but you people live in Washington State and you know what it's like to be a part of this state. So you should I, not expect anything I mean, I different. I don't really think that it is, but hmm? you know, what do you think would be considered like a radical... Piece well, in there. Well, okay, break it down first. First, and first of all, break it down first. People get real sensitive we'll... about guns, and yeah. so any kind of any kind of gun control, they immediately think that they're you know the government's buttoning into my rights. And so, what this does, it essentially makes semi-automatic rifles, aka what they call assault rifles. Yes, I did notice that that they did use the term assault rifles. They which did. I think is, and they defined it. As such in the legislation. Right. So, and we'll, we'll go over that as we go through this. But um, essentially, they're making assault rifles very, very similar rules to pistols. Yeah. Right. There's an ex- there's a enhanced ba- background check for semi-automatic rifles, making it similar to pistols. Um, they're adding a 10-day waiting period, again, similar to pistols. Um, they added a new... Uh, gun safety training requirement that has to be oh what's the word has to be uh, within the last five years so it has to be recent it has to be up to date I guess you might say and that uh, they specified what that is requirement is going to entail basic firearm safety rules firearms and children um, including secure gun storage and talking to children about gun safety Firearms and suicide prevention, secure secure gun storage, and prevent uh, to prevent unauthorized access and use, safe handling of firearms, and state and federal firearm laws, including prohibited firearm transfers. So that's just the safety class that you're going to be required to take. I, I, I would have a feeling that's going to be a grandfather program if it yeah. gets voted in. It'll just be from this point on. You have um, to do that. Yeah. And so new safe storage laws, uh, which affect mostly the transportation of firearms and taking them from 
one place to another place and this, that, and the other thing. There's some language in there about not making it illegal to have your firearm, you know, as long as it is a safely stored, say like an 18-year-old kid is helping his family move or whatever, and he's moving the family guns with him in his car, he won't get in trouble for that because he's not allowed to own one or something like that. So yeah. as long as it meets that requirement, there's a new uh, warning label that's going to be added. It says, caution, the presence of a firearm in the home has been associated with an increased risk of death to, death to self and others, including an, an increased risk of suicide, death during domestic violence incidents, and unintentional death to children and others. So it's a new warning that label. Seems that seems like a go. glaringly obvious statement. It is. Like. It's like smoking kills you. Right. You know, like. It's if you have a sword in your home, it's it's likely that someone might be trying to use it at some point during one of these various. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. And then they go you in. You have an increased chance of death by sword. If you want to <laughs> like that's. A, that's. That seems statistically reasonable. That's really you interesting. You know, I feel like that should be common sense. If yeah. you don't have a sword. Probably Your brain won't. probably won't happen. Probably not. I mean, like we talked about last week, right. there's always a chance. It's. I mean, it's possible you get attacked by someone else with a sword, but yeah. unlikely. I mean, it it is it is slightly possible that you might teenage mutant ninja turtle three yourself and Ooh. find yourself back up in feudal Japan, and then you get cut in half by a samurai. That's I mean, it's very movie. possible. It's a great movie. I mean, it's not very possible. It's possible. That's a great movie. I'm not sure what the like you know. The number on that would be likelihood, but <laughs> I'm sure there is yeah. at least some possibility that that happens. So, I mean, we can get into the definitions in a minute, but what do you think about that? I mean, does that sound like a drastic, blatant violation of your Second Amendment rights, Donovan? No, I don't think so, because I think I don't that think so. I think that the argument that a lot of people have that are in favor of guns is that. It's education. You know, people need to know about the guns. And even though it might seem tedious, you know, to have to take six different classes or something like that, I think that, you know, if it's for if it's for the better of everybody, you know, that everybody has a better idea of what they're owning, then I don't see, yeah. like, really a harm. Like I said, it's tedious, but that's... I mean, it's, a, it's an inconvenience. Oh, they're adding a $25 fee to weapons when you buy them now because to help offset the administrative cost. Oh. Forgot about that one. Well, that's, that's a huge one, right? Well, that's bullshit, but... It is bullshit, but they're going to have to pay for it somehow. Because yeah. the enhanced background check has to go now through, like... And it's $25. Well, it's, it's, now mean, it has to go through the state yeah. as well. That's another part of that enhanced background check. It's not just the federal right. click system. And well, now it has to go through the state system as well. It's 25 bucks. Just like... I mean, but like I said, it's just what you have to do for fire or for pistols, too. Guns are pretty expensive as it is. So, yeah. I mean, in... No, uh, yeah, I don't want it to sound like I'm flush with cash because I'm certainly not. But honestly, if you're going to buy a gun, you can't afford the extra twenty five dollars. Shouldn't be buying a fucking gun, right? Yeah, I know. So, but you know, hey, man, I the difference between man one box do what he thinks is best. Like, yeah, yeah, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna knock somebody for doing that, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, bro. Right. I'm thirty one years old now. If you don't, if you can't afford it, don't fucking buy it. No. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't get. The NRA, I, I went to the, because of course the NRA is going to have to some, have, they're going to have something to say. Of course. And so apparently they have, they have a tiny little article about it, just bashing it, saying it's a violation of Second Amendment rights, so on and so forth. And they state that the WSSA, the Washington State Sheriff's Association, the, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that acronym, the Washington State Law Enforcement Firearms Instructor Association. Shit. 
and the Washington Council of Police and Sheriffs, WACOPS, they all oppose this initiative mm. for whatever reason. They, I don't know if it's going to add, you know, a, a higher burden on them as far as like bureaucratic workload, right. perhaps. They so, have to yeah, I would imagine. And they, you know, they run on, well, I don't want to say they run on limited budgets because, you know, getting SWAT vehicles and shit. I, I was going to say. Yeah. But I mean, I could see how. That could be debated all day, I'm sure. If that is your system and you have to spend money on these things because that's how, you know, government budgeting is pretty fucking shitty. You, you have to spend all of your money or you don't get any more at the end of the year. You actually lose money. And so right. people just, they spend more. It's the nature of bureaucracy. So for whatever reason, they don't oppose it. Uh, the Seattle Times actually wrote a uh, an editorial column, but the they stated that the Times publicly supports the initiative. Um, the, well, there's a lot of gun violence in Seattle, so oh fuck yeah, I could see, I could see that. Yeah, there's a lot, man. I mean, I don't know if it'll really stop the crime. That's always a conversation. No, but you know no, no, I mean? no. But I mean, that's a broad. Yeah, and opinion that's, of that, so I can see how the very beginning of the article, or not the article, the actual legislation. They they throw in their narrative about you know why they're writing this up, and it essentially is they're trying to stop. You know, they think that the the school shootings will go down if they do this because you yeah. know these kids won't have access to those types of weapons and. Uh, you know that's the the secure gun they're, storage. They're raising raising the age on them. Yeah, the from eighteen the, to twenty one. Yeah, and that that secure gun storage training that is now required as part of the training, like that helps put into place that if you are the registered owner of that gun and your kid gets into it and then you get goes, in trouble for yes, it. Yes, you yeah. can because now it's in writing. Like you have to know about this. You violated the law by not having the required knowledge. So on and so forth. You know, if somebody steals your gun, you know, you call and report it. That that was a question I had. Now, if it's illegal, you know, if somebody steals your guns because I'm, you don't have in a safe, is somebody going to be less hesitant to report that now because they'll get in trouble? <clears throat> I don't know. I don't I would know. Like to think not, but I mean, either way, I would think that you're only going to get in trouble if you. Not only, but you'll get in more trouble if you don't report it yeah. than if you do, right? You're like, listen, yeah. I know I fucked up. Like, give me the fine because I didn't have them stored right, you know? But someone stole them and I don't want them to use them for something. Or if somebody yeah. murders them, murder somebody with them, you know? And then you're like, oh, well, yeah, someone stole but I forgot to report it. You know, Whoops. the cops would be like, well, what the fuck is your problem? Like, why wouldn't yeah. you do that, you know? Yeah, I can see that. I don't think that that should be a large enough deterrent for any reasonable person to, I would hope not. To not report that their gun has been stolen. Yeah. You know? I just kind of wonder if that would ever it's happen. Certainly possible. Yeah. Certainly possible, especially in in the age that we live in today. Yeah. But um But overall. I think that you should definitely be storing your gun safely in your home. Um, yeah. They should not be able to be accessed by people openly. That's not that's not safe. No. It's I think people have I don't know, people can be very like nonchalant cavalier about blase if you um, will about handling guns the same way they can be about driving you know yeah that like driving literally and we've talked about this before at any moment you know you could die and take someone else's life any moment and it's the same way with a gun you know like if you're not careful like you could kill somebody at any moment like that's, yeah. that, that's real fucking that's easy precisely what that is like what the what it's manufactured purpose is you know mm -hmm. so 
I, I don't know. Like, that's just very, it's strange to me when someone doesn't look at it that way. You know, yeah. when someone doesn't have, to me, a healthy enough respect for what they're doing or what they're handling to understand that that's the reality of the situation, you know, mm-hmm. that like you shouldn't just be fucking waving around loaded guns because that's fucking dangerous. Like you shouldn't be you know, swerving all over the place and ignoring laws because it's fucking dangerous. Like it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't personally understand that. Mm-hmm. Like, but... You know, I think the one, the one semi-legitimate argument I would want to make towards this, and I feel like I would just, I feel we're, I feel remiss if I did not bring this up, mm-hmm. and that's the fact that you're now limiting a certain legal adult's rights for a couple of years, and this is the you can't drink you know, to your twenty-one. I know that, but that's not a right. And so that's you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody, some guy that can go off and die for his country, gonna go use the same fucking weapon overseas now can't come back and have one for himself. You know yeah. that to me strikes me as a possible problem, and I don't I don't like that. I don't like the fact that you can go die for your country, but you can't come home and have a beer. You know, I or don't like at that this either. Point, or at this point, buy a handgun. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can't do. I mean, and that's remember this is state specific. For, so if you're listening outside the state, I can't really help you on that one. But, right. um, but just in a general, you know, look at it. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of it's weird to think about, right? I mean, maybe should we? Because when you look at the 18 year old today, and you look at the 18 year old 20 years ago, is there a difference? Fuck yeah. How? 20 years ago, what, 1980? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm only 23 years old. I know. I just know that there's <laughs> a lot true. of kids that I know nowadays that shouldn't own guns, but they're 23 and they can own a gun just because. I don't yeah. think that... I would argue that... I don't our, think that you should just... I don't know. I don't think yeah. you should just be able to just own a gun just because. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. think that that's... So, I guess I kind of look at this the same way that, like, you have a right to free speech, but you can't really say whatever the fuck you want. You know, you can't yell fire in a crowded room and you can't write down a bunch of untrue shit about somebody and post it and say that it's the truth, you yeah. know, because you get taken to court for it. Like, so I guess I think about it more of that than like a violation of somebody's right, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't, like I said, even, even though I know alcohol is not, not a right, like I look at it the same way, like, well, if, he, if, if, yeah. if, I mean, he should certainly be able to come home and fucking have a beer if he can go over and die. Like, I know. So, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I'm what the point I'm trying to get to is, is perhaps in our society today, for whatever fucking reason, the quote unquote legal adult is not a fucking adult anymore. Yeah. They're still a fucking child at 18. Some of them. Most of them. I don't know. Does the difference maybe that they're living at home more or... I don't know. I mean, because you asked me, do you think there's a difference between 18 years old now and then? I mean. Oh, yeah, I think so. I'm an old man. And what do you think the difference is? Well, like I said, I think they're, you know, generally less mature, for one. Um, They're not as responsible, you know. Yeah. Just because of kind of that coddled society way we've kind of done it. We, you know, we've essentially given every single person access to college through fed loan Mm -hmm. you know and so most kids when they when they graduate high school don't necessarily just jump out into the workforce and start learning life 
well, that's you know, also they're going to college for four years or more. But and that's, then that's what we were told to do. Yeah, I know. So it's not like we're it's a generational I failure mean, on on the baby boomers, man. <clears throat> so I'm not blaming you guys for it. I'm just looking at it as maybe a legal adult should be more like 21. I mean, we know that the 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 brain doesn't stop developing until about 20, the age of 25. Yeah. I mean, you think it's a good idea? For, I mean, that's why we have the drinking age at 21, right? Because this sounds are, <laughs> this sounds more like an argument in favor of this law than against it. That's okay, yeah, because that is kind of a point that I'm making. <laughs> it's like I can understand why that I can I yeah. don't have a problem with the drinking age being 21. I don't have the I don't have a problem with the smoking age for buying legal weed at 21. I just think that I don't know if an 18 year old is is some of them are. I'm not going to say that they're they're not, but like the vast majority seem to be incredibly super immature. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, I I don't think that's fucking breaking news to anybody. I mean, right. how long has everybody been shitting on the millennials for one reason or another? Right. And, you know, I'm a millennial too, but I'm kind of the, one of the fucking early wave millennials. You know, you're late stage. Yeah. And late stage. <laughs> you're a late stage, stage four. millennial. Yeah, I don't think you're in that, whatever they're calling the new, new ones now, but. Like Gen Z or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. They got to come up with a better name. Yeah. You know, cyber rats. I don't know. <laughs> but so, like, yeah, I don't have a problem with it is kind of what I'm getting at. Because I don't think that all or the majority of 18-year-olds are probably responsible enough to have a fucking. Some of them are. I know yeah. that. If you're raised the right way, if you're raised around guns and you have a healthy respect for guns, you know how to treat them, then it's unfair. Yeah. But society has shown us that we're not fucking capable of taking care of the situation ourselves and so now it's gotten so bad that a governmental body has to step in and make laws against these things that's the way i see it anyways i don't it's a failure on that portion of the generation or even maybe it's the younger ones i'm not sure but it's we've proven that we can we we fuck it up so bad that they're passing laws why do most laws get passed? Because people fuck up situations that we didn't have a law for before. Yeah. You know, somebody dies doing something stupid, and now we have a new law against there. Now we have a fucking six-foot-high fence off the, you know, the Empire State Building. Because dumbass people were throwing themselves off or dropping fucking pennies and killing people. I don't know what people were doing. I like... But it's... I like your pro-government view on this. I appreciate it. Because And I respect I, it. <laughs> sensible government, man. That's yeah. all... I don't, I'm not a fucking anarchist, man. No, I have I, like I have libertarian values. But this is I, rare. You have yes. to admit, this is rare. Well, because I don't think it fucking does anything. <laughs> yeah. It raises the age limit to 21, and it requires you to get training. Big safe fucking storage, whoop. You should be doing I, safe that Safe storage anyways. is a big deal. I think safe storage yes. is a big deal. Yes, Mandated because it's irresponsible storage. gun ownership. Yeah. And as a, I'm a gun enthusiast myself. Yeah. You know, and it's. And I want to say it's our fucking problem. It's our... You want to stop school shootings, lock up every goddamn gun until, you know... Mind you, there's going to be some that you can't stop them all. But, I mean, if you're a gun owner, lock up your fucking guns and don't tell anybody else the code except for you. It's your fucking gun. It's it's not the family gun. It's your fucking gun. (sighs) Sorry. No. I'm 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 getting fired up here, I agree with you. And it, Say what it, I you fuck it up long you. enough, and you get laws put past on you. That's all. 
It's a failure of people to do their fucking responsibility, take right. care of their weapons, make sure it's secured. That's part of the reason. Not, well, it's we, not the sole reason. I'm not. It's just it's one that I know is a factor here. Well, because we talked about this like probably around the time of the Parkland shooting. You know, we talked about the the gun violence statistics in America. I mean, even yeah. even even if you, all the suicides you count, everything like that, right? But the amount of people that die every year because of that, right? And we talked about that there is a difference, obviously, between. America and countries that don't have guns, you know, a lot of countries that don't, or it's really hard to get them, or you can only have some kinds or whatever, you know, but then we both agreed that it certainly doesn't account for the extreme difference, you know, yeah. that there, there, there's obviously something wrong, there's something being missed in the middle that's causing it to be such a high number, you mm-hmm. know, and whether that's all the people, because... Mental health is a problem. You know, so many people are depressed. So many people on prescription drugs. That's a problem. Obviously, safe storage is a problem. Like, there's all kinds of things that are a problem here. You know, it's a societal, so, it's a foundational societal fucking problem. Exactly. It is why only people are unhappy. It is only logical that a country that has access to guns will have more gun violence than a country that does not have access to guns. That is only logical. But at that point, yeah. you have to analyze the number and the like, the degree of difference. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, you know, and I'm going to throw this out because i know it's true is that the problems we have with guns today we have no good evidentiary arguments based off of uh most of the statistics that have been gathered over the last decades yeah because they didn't have the same exact problems that we're we're looking for like in the gun death category there's just it doesn't you know it factors in suicides right and we that is, we know now that that's a factor that we needed be, to be able to mitigate. And so hopefully there's, there's newer studies being done and over a period of time we can actually diagnose, we can look at and possibly diagnose the problem, um, at least in some fashion. But, I mean, that is a problem because you hear people quote statistics all the time and, you know, I will give it to like, say, Ben Shapiro, he brings that up a lot is the fact that this – the statistics are are hard to factually know exactly to to prove your point because right. just the the nature of the study isn't exactly i mean it was a pretty general study most of these things and it's just because they look at firearms and death some some of them will look like pistols and death or you know other and death or something like that but they don't right. break it all down how much of it is gang violence? How much of it is suicide? How much of it is accidental discharge? How many, you know, all the, the factors that we really care about, we we have very few numbers for. And that makes it difficult. And I don't understand. I don't know the point I was trying to make about that. But that is a factor in gun statistics. So when Absolutely. you're going to sit there and try to argue that guns don't kill that many people or guns kill this many people, maybe. Right. We we don't know a hundred percent what that real number is. We can we there's some educated guesses that you can make, but no hard facts that you can win a debate with. Yeah. So that makes it tough. But at the end of the day, this just becomes a what do you feel is right? And you know, like I said, I will I will probably vote for this in November. Yeah, no, I don't think that it's a bad thing because again, we kind of talked about this before, but my view on I think the view that I'm starting to build, you know, is that like <clears throat> kind of the more like dangerous, for lack of a better term, you know, weapon, because it's certainly easy to argue that they're all the same level of dangerous. They all kill people, they all whatever. But, you know, like the as far as like 
shotguns, you know, because those you can still buy those when you're 18, you know, mm-hmm. and then like the the different categories that are kind of being set up: handguns and semi-automatic rifles, you know, automatic rifles, and then there's the fucking the RPGs and the military all the crazy shit. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, I think that the ownership and the responsibility should kind of come with experience and like know-how, you know, and maybe a little more bureaucratic kind of bullshit, you know. Like you got to want it, you know. I kind of think like you got to want it and you got to deserve it and you got to earn it. You know, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. You know, that if you've, if you have expressed enough expertise and knowledge and handling and care, you know, then fuck do it. Like, you know, then at that point we should have no reason as even a society to, to think that you would do something untrustworthy. Yeah. You know, so if you're going to own something, a fucking AK 47 or whatever, because you're really passionate, you just want to take it out and do competitive shooting, do whatever's. I don't give a fuck, you know, but I don't want some fucking guy that no one's ever heard of to be able to just go and pick one up for no reason. You know, like, I just don't. That seems strange to me. Mm-hmm. Like, not that you shouldn't have the right because, you know, like I said, yeah, access I mean, to, but on, on the varying levels that I'm yeah. talking about, you know. And in, so, a, in a perfectly utopian paradise that is the liberal bastion. Yeah. Only responsible people. I mean, people that own guns would be responsible for them. You know, and that's just, unfortunately, it's just not the case all the time. Right. And there's enough dumb fucks out there that ruin it for everyone else. And hence, you get fucking legislation out of it. And I don't like the fact that it's legislation, but if it's got to happen, it's got to happen. I would, personally, I would like to see, like, a veteran voucher. That would be nice. I would like to see, a, like, a vet, uh, like a veteran or an active duty service member. Um, not even a voucher. But, I mean, I would say if you were under the age Like a bylaw, almost. Yeah. You know, if you had some kind of waiver system in place where you're a, I mean, 18. Yeah, you're you're an 18-year-old guy or gal, whatever, and you're active duty military. And you can go to a store and you can show your military ID that says active or reserve. And the, the thought process there is that you... Have been you've already been trained by the U.S. government to handle weapons in a safe fashion through, because you are through boot camp and A school and yes. all that shit. You yes. do enough fucking qualifications. Yeah, and so you understand at least. I mean, maybe you could bump up a couple areas like uh, the 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 local laws and stuff like that for wherever you're at. Maybe I don't know, but uh, and you can you can make that change in the military very very easily if you wanted. You can. You don't have to hire any any new people or anything. You just write a couple more regulations, right. and reflect whatever the state law is or whatever. Um, and so you you know you as an active duty service member who knows how to handle these rifles and you know these pistols with respect are not going to be in you know you're not going to be infringing the law or breaking the law by going to go do that. And you should be allowed to do that. Yeah, you've I already proved that. that you you know you've gotten the training. You are responsible. I would like to see that in here. Um, and I don't. I really don't like the fact that you can't. But the at the only, same time, you still can't drink when you come home from war. The only argument I have against that is the amount of like wholly irresponsible fucking military kids that there are in this town. Um, I'm not going to talk shit, but but I know what you're saying. But that um, that would be the only area with which I would disagree with you on that because I think that that's totally reasonable. Mm-hmm. But. And that's colored by, again, colored by, like, the experience that I've had in this town, that there is a lot of fucks 
in yeah. this town that are in the military. I know. Um, and so, but they're obviously not all okay. like. Nice thing is, I'm ex Coast Guard, so I can shit on the Navy as much as I possibly want because yeah. it's my. It's it's my right to do so as, <laughs> as a former a former Coast Guard veteran. My right to do so, yeah, because that's yeah. just what we do. <laughs> no, but I I could fuck with that. I I totally agree with with what you got there. But I mean, as it is, I'm probably you know I'll mull it I'm over until that until the day it happens. But but I don't I'm, see. I'm kind of down with it. I don't. So I hope that helps break it down for you, Kathy. Yes, and anyone else is listening because I know there's a lot of. Local people that listen to this, friends and family or whatnot. And even if you're not local, any questions, any topics, anything you want to hear about. Send them, send them our way, Hit please. Facebook, saltofthestreets.com, Twitter, Instagram, anything. Just let us know. You'll, we'll, you'll we'll find us it. on the interwebs. Yep. With enough, with enough, uh, enough notice, we'll do it the very next show. I can't, I mean, if it's yeah. the night before, you know, that's tough. Can't guarantee it, but, but yeah, depending, was, depending on the topic. This yeah. is a couple of days ago. Yeah. We got it. So. And it's a pretty, I mean, it's a big conversation topic, which is nice. And it's a really small piece of legislation. Yes. And so it's real easy to just kind of tackle that one nice yeah. and quick. And it provides good gun control talk. So I think with that, should we, do we want to close that one out? Let's do it. I feel like you're voting for that thing. Yeah, do it. I am going to vote for that. Okay. I do. I like it. So should we reach on? Lock your fucking guns away. Yeah, please. And thank you. Be responsible. So you want to uh, reach into the grab bag? And so my first thing in the grab yep, bag is just kind of a going? conversation piece. What's that? How long have we been going? We've been going 218-ish with some, you know, with a like 10-minute break or whatever. And then, Perfect. you know, a half hour of, we started at like 43 minutes because of the pre-show and shit. So we're like an hour and 45 maybe. Perfect. Money. The first thing I want to ask you is quick and easy. Yes. Did you get your presidential alert message? Yes. <laughs> what do you think about this presidential alert <laughs> message? There's been some interesting conversation about that in the last... <laughs> was that Thursday? I think that you should be remember. able to turn it off. My wife said that some fucking police officer... This stupid fucker. Um, <laughs> I got really irritated that he said this. Um, that... He said something like, you can't turn off your emergency alerts, which is not true, right? Okay. Um, you can turn off your emergency alerts. These presidential ones, I don't know, but I don't see why you wouldn't be able to, right? Um, but then he also tried to act like he had some inside knowledge that, like, he knew was going to happen. You know, like, oh, he was like, yeah, I knew, like, an hour before it was going to happen. Motherfucker, I knew an hour before it was going to happen <laughs> because I got a fucking update on my phone that said it was going to happen an hour before it happened. Don't act like you're fucking cool because you're a cop. Like... You're not. Anybody with a goddamn cell phone in their hand who's subscribed to any type of news source is going to see that it happened. Motherfucker. Really irritated me. <laughs> Dude but thinks he's all hot shit. That's funny. Yeah. Trying to impress my pregnant wife. Get the fuck out of here, bro. Oh, that's that what it was. Oh, I see. Yeah, back it up, bro. Don't touch my wife. Don't talk to my wife. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I I. Why don't you? I don't like the idea. What are you going to ask me? Yeah, I was going to ask you. What, what don't you like about this? Oh, I don't know. The direct access. Like I shouldn't have to. Ideally, ideally, everyone would understand and and be conscious of what's going on in their government. You know, because that's yeah. what I think you should be doing, and that's why we're here. Is for everybody out here. This is what you should be doing. But you certainly have the right to not really give a fuck. 
you know, mm-hmm. and not want to pay attention to it. You shouldn't have to listen to what the president fucking says if you don't want to. You don't have to watch the State of the Union address. You don't have to do this shit. I don't... I guess it depends on what it's going to be used for, you know? Okay, but do you but understand? the way that the president tweets, I don't fucking... Yeah, it's... Okay. So that, I think, that is a very common point of view right now. But I don't think it's accurate. I'm pretty sure, and... Again, I, I can look deeper into this, but my understanding of the situation, it's actually run by FEMA, and it's more of just it's emergency a, alerts. It's the emergency alert system, but instead because they they know they used to do it through the TV all the time. <coughs> yeah, they, they do it on the radio but every now single it's day. Cell phones. Yeah. Well, and so now this is just the cell phone extension. Don't of we that. get those already? No, we get Amber Alerts. That's the only thing that we get. That's a local. Yeah, thing. no, but you I know, no, I know what an Amber yeah. Alert is, but I feel like we also, like you also get warnings for like if there's a storm in your area and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't know what the difference would be between this and that. Maybe this is they're just those gonna people be, in Hawaii got the message that yeah. there was going to be missiles. You know, I got that message. So you didn't did? you? Um. I honestly don't remember. But you if did. you did, I probably you did. did. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody did. Yeah, maybe. If you did, I probably I think so. did. Yeah. Because that, yeah, because that became huge news. And I, because I remember getting that, I was like, wait, is this some kind of fucking scam? And so maybe if they throw a fucking title on it and they have regular tests, which I think that's what this is, it's just, this is going to be the start of a new regular test. And I don't know if I like that. But. I as can understand as, why people want to do it, and as long as it's used responsibly. As long as it's not like BT dubs, the president's going to be on Fox News tonight at 8 o'clock if you want to check out the interview. Yeah, and you I know. don't think it's going to be that. That's what Donald Trump, made, President Trump, made it sound like when he... Because he's been talking about this for a long time. Fuck this guy. He's been talking about God this for a long time that he wanted to do this. So, this is not a new idea. It's a new implementation, but not a new idea. And I um, bet you fact he, check. I'll find an article for that because. And I've I don't think it's going to be used that. It's not going to be used like his Twitter. I think it. I think it's going to be used, as it has been in the past, and they'll probably just do they'll do regular tests and stuff as part of this new thing. But I have a feeling. What does Trump do? You know, how does he make his money? He throws his fucking brand on it. Yeah. And, you know, he had to throw his brand on the new NAFTA. So that's why it's called the presidential. Yes. Mm. Because it's his. He did that. That's his signature on. That's my guess, anyways. So I think the only thing we can really do is just kind of see. He's such a douche. He is, right? Oh, my God. Did you. This is definitely a grab bag thing. Did you you hear uh, the New York. I think it was New York Times. Did that deep dive into his, yes. fucking, his family fortune? And yes. His, that is a crazy one. Maybe yes. we should make that a primary topic. <clears throat> yeah, we'll talk. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, we can touch on it now that the New York Times put out a big ass article, essentially about it's a fucking how, spotlight article, man. Yeah, I mean, how about how the Trump family, his dad and his brothers and sister and whatever, have been committing fraud for like decades um i think it's mostly his dad 
But he was involved, so he would go down. Yes. I mean, and so then but he was the recipient essentially. And, and then he's also yeah. lied about you know where all of his money came from and all the shit and how and, much and like yeah. it. And which of would, course, which I don't think anybody also, believed him to begin with. Which but. would also explain why he hasn't released any of his taxes except for you know those few or whatever. So. Bum, bum, bum. We'll talk about that. We'll read some articles. That shit is crazy. What do you got in your grab bag? Anything? Um, Let's see here. I did. I was thinking I'm going to pitch a next week topic for you again. The the NAFTA trade talk. Yes. Should we uh, make that a deep dive? Um, We can touch on it maybe today. Yeah, yeah, we can do that because there because we talked about NAFTA in the past, and I'll I'll link to those in the post on the website mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, I'll go through and find the episode that we talked about that shit on, uh, because the president said that he was stepping out of that, and so he organized a new deal um, with Mexico and Canada that is called the USMCA, the United States Mexico Canada Agreement, um, that has to do with. Automobiles, dairy, and there's six payments to yeah, like people are disputes, yeah, currency, and a sunset clause. Yeah, so maybe we'll talk there's about five that next week yeah. because it's been agreed upon, and there is a G20 summit, um, like next week, maybe next month. Um, and that's when they're kind of thinking that everyone is going to sign it because that's when they'll all be together. Okay. Um, because it, it's been agreed upon in like diplomatic agreements, but yeah. now it has to be signed by the president of Mexico, by Justin Trudeau and by President Trump. Uh, so I'll probably sign it at the G20. Yeah. I don't remember which article in here yeah. it is that I found, but China is also pissed off about this. Surprise. Um, because. There's some stuff in there about trading with people outside of the market. And mm-hmm. um, so. Do you know what this is? Because we'll get into that next week. We can do that. It's but, NAFTA with a new name. Yeah. And so a few changes. And President Trump can say that he did it. Because he put his fucking signature That's, on it, didn't he? Yeah. So this is something I figure we can. This is not of, a business, Mr. Trump. No, you cannot run America like a business. Even people though that's used exactly, to say that. it's exactly what he said he was going to do. You remember when he ran? People were saying that he's like, "Well, I want to hire him because he's he's a he's a businessman. He's going to run the company or the country like a business." The, we're be America great. is not a business. It's America. It's I'm a country. <laughs> that's so funny. This is not oh, a business. God I'm sorry, damn it. but it's not. Stupid fuckers. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. But so let's I wanted to because I've been thinking about this lately. So let's just kind of generally talk about trade for a little while. Yes. Because this seems fun. Yes. You know, we know a lot about trade. Dairy. Dairy is a big deal with Mr. Trump, President yeah. Trump. The he dumping is. of the dairy, essentially. Yeah. Um, so I've, you know, we came in as soon as the president got into the office, we backed out of TPP. We started yeah. tearing down the fucking... Um, NAFTA, you know, he started shitting on that thing. The Iran nuclear deal. Yes. Like all this diplomacy, right? Yeah. And the Iran nuclear deal at, at its core is a trade deal. Yes. That's what it is. And it, the EU's involved and, you know, and so China, for example, um, that's why we pulled out that TPP, right? So we can start fucking with China. Yeah. And this is Trump wants to run trade a la carte. He doesn't like these big deals. 
He wants to, you know, make his own deal. He wants to downsize things. Like he wants to be able to call out somebody like China specifically and not have Slap to sanctions and yeah, do whatever and, he wants to do. Yeah, because otherwise the the T P P would be yeah the the tape hey hey you try saying T P P yeah a lot hell of times. But yeah, that's because the TPP would have prevented him from being able to do that. <coughs> NAFTA, the same thing. He wants to be able to change all this shit and change the specific deal with Canada and then the specific deal with Mexico and not have all these general things. And so I think he's just doing trade a la carte. He yeah. Just, that's the way he sees things. And why the fuck the congress has let him have the power to do that i don't know i don't understand he doesn't like the idea of like globalization you know he doesn't like that so yeah he's, he's, I mean, so yeah he wants to act alone he's only going to be able to do so much because the rest of the world is not gonna like let him destroy like the world trade organization like yeah. they're going to continue to do what they want to do you know at a certain yeah. point the rest of the world's going to be like well, fuck america i don't mm-hmm. care you know it's going to cost us more money but fuck america like yeah. we're just going to do mean, what we want you remember what he tried to do with the un he just essentially he's he's well not he tried but he was rhetorically referencing the fact that he doesn't like the UN. Well, they, you know, we're fucking paying all this money. Like, we don't want to fucking belong there. You know, yeah. we don't have, you know, kick ever fucking kick UN out the door, man. Let them do their own thing at right. somewhere else. And then he kind of realized that the global community said, it's not, it's not going to happen, big boy. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden he was on board and like, you know, his latest UN's um, speech compared to the first one last year. Polar opposites. Well, he, got, he is in the game there now. He realized he can't win that fight. Well, he got laughed at this time because he stood up there and said, "Oh no, oh, he was laughed. He know, was laughed I've with. Done, was I've laughed done with more in you know my time as president than anybody else ever, or ever. whatever the fuck he said." And people laughed. Ever. People fucking laughed at him. Yeah, like, yeah. Emancipation pro- pro- uh, pro- proclamation. There we go. Like, Emancipation the proclamation. Whole world, that doesn't mean anything. The whole world knows you're full of shit. Yeah. You know? And they laughed at you. Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, you know, here I will say this in his credit. He does not let that shit touch him at all. He is unfazed. He's got a huge ego. Yeah. <clears throat> so. It's insane. I've never met anybody that could just doesn't give a fuck about anything anyone says anywhere. Yeah. It's insane. So that's trade talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, I kind of stole that one from you. What did do you have a, a grab bag item you want to uh, talk about? Yeah, let me see here. Sorry. <clears throat> um, I did have something, and I keep meaning to do it, but it's another big one. One of these days, I, I really want to talk about Venezuela pretty soon. Yes, because it's a fucking <clears throat> and it's it's a long, slow game. And so, uh, before it reaches its end point, we still have lots of time, I think. Hopefully, because it's getting pretty fucking bad. I hope things start to... It looks like they are getting exponentially worse in Venezuela. Yeah. And I... That's just... It's going to mean really, really bad things in a short period of time if it goes that way. And I hope, hope it continues to play out in the long term and somehow... So they turn this thing around somehow, but 
That's a whole nother deep dive. That's a huge topic. Yeah. That's not a grab bag topic. Colin. Definitely can't not. can't do that here. No, I'm just, I was just trying to vamp for a minute while you were looking at your story. No, sorry. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I do have something here. Uh, the idea that, because my, my wife expressed me an idea that she has seen on social media, mm-hmm. right? That the men who come out about um, sexual assault within the Catholic Church are being believed with no question. But all these women who come out about sexual assault in X circumstances similar to, you know, mm-hmm. Christine Blasey Ford are not being believed, you know, and that that's unfair and that it's sexist just within society that that's going on. Yeah. And I don't see those two things as equivalent circumstances. Period. You know what I'm saying? That's uh, crazy. <clears throat> but that's a completely, also, completely different. I think that that kind of goes with what we were talking about earlier, like uh, a confusion between public perception of that person and criminal prosecution of that person, you know, because a lot of those judges are not judges. A lot of those priests, right, mm-hmm. can't be criminally charged because it's been too long. You yeah. Know? So there are civil cases they'll go against them, which is like we talked about last week or the week before exactly what the process is with anybody else that's been sexually assaulted, but it's without, with outside of the, uh, <clears throat> statute of limitations, you know, mm-hmm. At that point, the only option that you have is a civil, is a civil case. Like that's the same thing that's going on, you know? Yeah. So I don't understand. It's, yeah, where's I don't understand that. You yeah. know, that's so, and I I, I don't even know how to like really respond to that because it's just it's factual. I yeah. mean, we know it's not. Yeah, I don't know how anybody can like equate the two. I guess is what I'm saying. What did you do? Fucking drop the joint. Oh, look at you. I yeah, that uh, and, and talk about undercovered too. Between, you know, everything that's been happening, you know, if you really pay attention like we do, they cover it. But, I mean, you talk, it's not in the, what you would call the mainstream, like, I don't know, TV news. It's not on network news. It's all like New York Times, Washington Post. You know, it's all a lot of newspapers covering it. But you don't hear about it as much as you do everything else. Yeah. And it's, what kind of, I mean... Watch Joe Rogan's new special. He talks about that almost. <laughs> well, and I also think that there's a slight difference that there is, especially now, it is understood that there is a history and fundamental problem within the Catholic Church that has perpetrated this for decades. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And with one person like Judge Kavanaugh, that doesn't happen, right? But like it did when the Me Too movement kind of really kicked off, like in Hollywood, and all those fucking people got busted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's that same shit. That's the exact same thing. Like, those two circumstances are much more equivalent than one person and a whole system of fucking abuse and cover-up. You know what I'm saying? But, like... I don't know. Like this, those two, those two things are not equivalent. Like those no. are very different situations. Very, that, very different. Like, and I, I mean know. the fact that there's a in many cases You're fucking in Bill that Cosby. Thing. You know what I'm saying? Three to ten. Like he's out for three to ten because because that shit happened. Like because enough people. Yeah. I don't know. You know, it takes it takes 
And I think that's part of the part of a lot of people's points with Judge Kavanaugh. You know, it takes yeah. more than one person saying one thing to destroy someone's life. Yeah. You know, it took 60 fucking women came out about Bill Cosby. You know, that's why he's going to prison three to ten. You know, mm-hmm. it's shitty that it takes that much, you know, but it's when it's that long, you know, and no one's blaming yeah. anybody for the amount of time that you wait because there's all kinds of circumstances that that's understandable no one's blaming you you know Mm -hmm. but like i said you know you have to go after the way that the law is written right now you have to go over to the statute of limitations because there's at there's nothing else that can be done legally there's nothing else that can be done you know i do and that's and i mean it is you never want to blame any kind of survivor as they are so, you know, are called never. these days. Never, um, never, never. You know, because <clears throat> That's they not have, what I'm trying they to have do. lived through a sexual assault. And to equate just a, to equate the two is different. Because you have a survival of a sexual assault in a, you know, a lot of times a power situation. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess there's a kind of a general equivalent just from maybe that kind of perspective. You know, the fact that some of the things are the same. But, you know, when you really actually look at a big picture, the the Catholic Church situation, I mean, that's been, there's a whole pedophilia aspect to it. It's, I mean, it is a different thing altogether. I mean, it's, it's a fundamentally built into the system type of thing. That's totally different. Than like an individual's actions, and yeah. so you know maybe yeah, like you said, some things might, or like I said, some things might coincide, but you know there are correlation but doesn't equal causation, but there man. are some things that some thin threads that uh, correlate. Yeah, and you're not wrong if you think it like that, but generally speaking, that's not exactly the tone that people are taking. That's not what they really mean by it. It's almost like you're not wrong, but you're you're right for the wrong reason. Yeah. But that's, you know. And that, I mean, at least, you know, I think we talked about it for a little while. A lot of the DAs, the state DAs are starting legal investigations and trying to get what they can. Yeah, I don't remember how many different investigations, but I will link back to that also. For sure. So, boom. That was that was rather re- recently. Yeah, last month just or something. a couple episodes ago. Fucking watch Spotlight, man. It's such a good movie. <sighs> Shit's dark. Dark out here. Dude. But that was such a good movie. Yeah. Yo, should we jump into... You got pop culture or anything? Um, What did I watch? Did I watch The Paper Boys today? Have you ever seen that? I have never seen uh, The Paper Boys. It has fucking Zac Efron in it and Matthew McConaughey and Charlize Theron, I think. Okay. Um, and they're like fucking Matthew McConaughey is a journalist and Charlize Theron likes to fuck dudes that are in prison and <laughs> Zac Efron like drives Matthew McConaughey around and then it dude it got really dark it was really <laughs> crazy I did I, it turned into all kinds of areas that I was not expecting so wow um, that that's sounds strange I would I would recommend it yeah. you know um but we, it's a dark fucking movie. Yeah, yeah, it got really dark. Um, we watched the Joe like, Rogan thing, like that, like a tusk 
type of dark, like a bone tomahawk type of dark, no, like no, something's no. just fucked up about it. No, just um, the storyline in general goes. Yeah, hard. yeah. I mean, there's definitely like some murder and stuff like that. I just don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, no, it's super weird. Um, like there's like John Cusack is in that movie. Charlize Theron goes to prison to visit him with Matthew McConaughey because they're trying to they're trying to get him exonerated because he's gonna he's gonna be put to death. Oh, right? okay. So interesting. So they're there visiting him because Charlize Theron wants to fuck him. Like they're like writing, yeah, you know, their pen pals or whatever, and oh. she's there and like pretends to like like simulates a blowjob. And John Cusack comes in his pants. And then, like, he gets taken. It's, I'm telling you. Like, I'm telling you. Oh, man. It was wild as fuck. That's it's, crazy. It is not at all what I expected when that movie started. That's funny. Um, so, but it's worth the watch, you know. How did you hear about that? was on netflix bro <laughs> just hey i wonder what this is i think that we also rented it a long time ago from Redbox and never ended up watching it oh um, okay so i have heard about it for a long time but i didn't really know what it was about like jordan had picked it out um but we haven't yeah it's um, just crazy but fucking comic book men and how far along are you in comic book oh i'm in season five i'm almost done oh I'm, yeah there's oh, seven just, seasons or I think there's maybe six, maybe six. seven. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm fucking, I'm trucking through it. It's, I'm destroying it because I'm watching it Just all fucking the time. It. Watching it all the time. Yeah. Um, I got to look it up. Carolina told me the other night that uh, Jay and Silent Bob are coming to Seattle. Really? So I got to look and see if they're, what the tickets are. And yeah. See he's, all that good stuff. He's been here. Okay. I love Kevin Smith, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been here a couple of times for different stuff. And I, the tickets are always expensive, which is yeah. totally understandable. So I'm just very selective about what show I want to go to. Yeah. You know? That's, um, so that's when Carolina told me that. I said, okay, is it Jane Silent Bob are having a show or is Kevin Smith and. Yeah. What's his name? Jay Muse. Okay. Jason or, Muse. Or is it, are they coming? Well, and he also, like, he does one with, like, Ralph Garman that's called, like, go on. Go on, hey. That's called, like, Hollywood Babylon. Um, and, you know, he does, like, 10 different fucking podcasts and travels to yeah. do all of them. So I'm, like I said, I'm just very selective about which one I'm going to pay to yeah. go and see. I can definitely uh, see that. Cause it's like, you know, saying something like, Jay and Silent Bob are coming to town. That could mean, like, it, it might mean, like, the network of CNN is coming to town or the network of something is coming to town. Well, what, what show's going to be on? Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to watch. Because yeah. you've got to think about that with them because, like you said, he does so much different stuff. So we'll have to see um, what that is. But I follow him on all kinds of stuff. I'm very updated with Kevin Smith, so. Word. Well, I'll look around and see if I can find anything. Yeah. If anything it, if it pops up, I'll show you. Yeah. No, I fuck with that. Um, oh. I'm going to go and see a movie with my sister-in-law next week. Shout out Aaron Caves. Um, we're going to go on an in-law date oh, Friday that's... afternoon. Uh, we'll Is because that movies Jordan and Michael don't want to watch? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and... Because I told Jordan I wanted to see it, and she said, you should go with Aaron. (laughs) So I asked Aaron if she wanted to go, and she was like, yeah, that sounds fun. And I told Michael that I was going to take Aaron on a date, and he said, to do what? And I said, 
uh, see this movie. And he said, Oh, do it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. So, uh, we're going to go and see the first man, Ryan Gosling, oh. Neil Armstrong. So, yeah. So I'm going to, we're going to go to the movies and I'm going to say, let me get two for Ryan Gosling. And I'm going to see that motherfucking movie and I'm going to drink a big old soda and, um, it's going to be awesome. You drink the soda? That's always. what you do? I, okay. Always a giant soda. It's the worst thing yeah. ever. Yeah. Cause you and I are pretty on like the try to eat, not eat sugar. I fucking never drink soda. Yeah. I'm like, and I have been really good at being off soda. Yeah. But when I go to the movies, like, I have to always. It's a it's a fucking ritual. I need for me. It's I need very very minimum. I need a soda, but usually it's like I need a soda and some crappy ass popcorn. Yeah, that's what I want. Jordan, that's just what get, I get. Jordan likes to get popcorn, and then she likes to get M and M's or Reese's pieces and put it in the popcorn. Oh yo, and then like you know, so you get the sweet and salty and whatever, um, which is whatever because. I don't, I don't love popcorn, but like I'll eat some, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I know I get like. You're, are you the kind of guy that gets pissed off if, like, at Christmas time you get that that decorative can jar jug thing of like three different all the kinds different of popcorn? Kinds of, uh, like the cheddar popcorn is good. You Yo, know? cheddar popcorn is yeah. real good. Yeah, the cheddar popcorn is good. I fuck with that. But yeah, no, I get like the obscenely large soda that like. If I saw someone at a gas station with that, I would judge them a little bit. Like, you don't need a fucking soda that big, you know? But for some reason, because I'm at the movie, yeah. I'm like, yeah, no, like a fucking 42-ounce soda. Like, that's not dumb. Like, I, t- I should totally do that. And that's... You don't don't rationalize it, man. There's don't no reason. That. Like, but yeah, no. Giant soda, and every time, every fucking time, no failure, Jordan will comment on how big the soda is. Like, <laughs> it's, she's just like, that's so fucking big. Like, like you're basically just drinking a fucking two-liter yeah. right now. It's crazy. I yeah, know. No, it's horrible. And that's, you know, I don't, like, I don't but really I do eat, it too. I don't really eat candy anymore. Like, yeah. I don't drink soda, you know. So, I mean, you, I don't know if you remember how much fucking candy I used to eat. Like, dumb candy. Mm-hmm. But, so, I don't really do that anymore. You know what I'm saying? But. But it's, it's kind of, you just have to when you stupid go to movies. Soda. Yeah. Um, I like, I always <laughs> like to get the, uh, when they have the commemor- commemorative. There's fucking cups. Walt again. Yeah. Yeah. The cups. The cool cups with all, like, the. You know, they used to do them, I think, a lot for the Marvel movies, but yeah, I don't feel like they do them very much anymore. Definitely all the Star Wars movies. Yeah. Yeah, because I I don't know. I just like to get the cup, bro. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, I'll sip on that soda for like a disgusting amount of time. I ain't going to be able to finish it in the theater, but makes I want me, it. <laughs> makes me pee a lot, you know. Definitely yeah. always have to pee at least once during the movie. So, and I know oh. that, but I still mm-hmm. I still do it. I'm like, so. Yo, so. did we ever talk about Solo? Did you watch Solo yet? I have not watched it. Oh. But I saw that it was already like on Netflix. So I'm like, it must not be very good if Yo, it's already on Netflix. You should watch that fucking movie. Check it out. So you know my my views on The Last Jedi or no, the eighth one. The I don't forget yeah, what it's called. That one is The Last Spork Jedi. Away signs, and then, oh, The Last Jedi? Yeah, okay. I think so. No. Um, yeah, yeah. Return of the Jedi, the last. Jedi. Yeah, the last Jedi. So, okay. Yeah, I just want to make sure because I was like, man, if I don't know my Star Wars knowledge, there's some people out there I know are listening are gonna fucking hate the Last me. Jedi, bro. So I hated that fucking movie. It was not good. Not good at all. But I actually really enjoyed Solo. Really, you know, I don't think it took itself too seriously. I thought it was fun. 
And, you know, there was some, it was just a generally a fun movie. I had a great time with it. I thought that Rogue One was a pretty good movie, but then at the end, nothing mattered. But that's the story. We already knew the story. But I... The story was supposed... It, the story is tragic. It just fucking ends. Yeah. They're dead. That's the only thing that I was like, well, why did I watch this movie? Because they like, saved the Empire, bro. So. They, or they saved the, the rebellion. Yeah. Toppled. I mean, that one, that was a pivotal moment. It was. Some sacrifices were made. That one was good. That's some saving Private Ryan but, shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also told you I liked the fucking prequels. So, that's yeah, that's, judgment. Yeah, that's something else. I, that's like these new ones and the prequels. Like those three in specific. Those we judge you accordingly just for those three. Yeah, you know, there's a whole new realm of like fandom fucking hate for this new ones you know i really don't like them yeah <laughs> i don't know that's just me and i don't i don't know yeah maybe it's just because they're made by disney or something why are they shitty like is there's no reason know. that they should suck you there's know? too many there's too many star wars it's yeah. always been written this way though. it's all fucking hype it's been hype ever since episode one yeah you know that's that's what it is and now that i mean if They've certainly not at the top, you know. I feel like you know the Star Wars original trilogy was the top they hit, right? They're definitely, and then they fucking plummeted with the prequels. (laughs) I mean, they've just gone up to a decent level, and they're plateauing. You know, some are hits, some are misses. They're decent movies, they're fun, but they're not like none of the new things are all going to be classics. None of them are going to be classics. Star Wars Clone Wars was the worst of the prequels, I think. The second one. Yeah, I think so. And they probably was the worst of the prequels. Like, the third one was pretty good, you know? I liked seeing the conversion into Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Murdering children and whatnot. Like, that's pretty interesting, you know? I don't, you don't hate... Think, you don't think child murder is interesting? <laughs> <laughs> that's, what... <laughs> that's weird. No, oh I, my God, I thought crazy. the third one was pretty okay. Okay. I would never say that they're better than the originals because no. they're not but i don't think that they're like hot trash you know that's really <laughs> my point yeah i will i've seen them all enough you know so i i keep watching them whenever i it's not very often but you know every now and again i'm like all right we're gonna watch all the all fucking star wars movies it takes forever Boom! especially now there's so many more yeah it's like watching lord of the rings you know yeah but i love to do that have you ever watched the third Lord of the Rings with all of the like the extra scenes and shit, like the director's cut? I believe know? so. Yeah. It's like four and a half hours long. Fuck like, yeah! Who even fucking has time for that? I've watched it, like, I, but I have all three of them on Amazon, and I have all three of the extended Hobbits on Amazon. I have not. I seen, love them shits. I have not seen the Hobbits right because. Woo! So this is why, right? I have <laughs> this is why, okay? I can't. There I, are movies. Jordan's mom, my okay. mother-in-law, fucking Katie, right? Has like some movies that she will watch obscene amounts of times. 
right? And so, like, The Hobbit is one of those ones. Sherlock Holmes is one of these movies, right? Mm. That's just so many times that I'm like, I can't fucking stand this, right? Yeah. So, it's that top 40 list syndrome. When I first got together with my wife, mm-hmm. The Hobbit was this movie, right? That she was like watching at that point. All the time. And every time I came over, because I. Probably because I came over about the same time every night, you know, (laughs) the same scene of the movie was on where like they're in someone's house and they're singing and throwing plates around and doing all the whatever. And I got so fucking annoyed with it. I was like, I don't even want to watch this movie. Like, I, I'm not interested in watching this movie because, oh. fuck, I don't want to have to watch this scene again. Like, <laughs> I've seen it that many times. That's great. <laughs> and I think that that's why I've never seen those movies. Very well. It's because I don't want to watch that scene again. Amen. But eventually I, I'll have to, probably. I don't think I've ever had that problem with movies but i have had that problem with like songs a lot yeah you know what i mean i'm like oh my god no more and so i can i could see how the two could could correlate that's really like the only movie that that that's really happened (laughs) because there's lots of movies that like jordan will do kind of the same thing we'll watch the same thing just a lot of times in the same area so for a long time i didn't want to watch megamind because we'd watched it so many fucking times like i'm like i just I need a break from Megan. You know? <laughs> she loves the movie Les, Les Miserables. Loves yeah. that, right? Great movie. Fantastic movie. But I don't want to... She gave me a fucking break. Like, I don't want to watch it right now. So <laughs> there's just some shit like that. But I feel like whenever we have to, like... We decide to sit down and watch a movie. That's, like, Carolina and I. Um, that's always an issue I have is... I know that I'm the type of guy that loves to rewatch movies. Yeah. All the time. Like, I I can just cycle through different ones. They change. But, like, I'm always in some kind of repeat cycle. I do the same with songs. And so, like, I always feel really bad about rewatching something. Because I don't know if enough time has passed. (laughs) Because I don't want... I, I'm trying to protect against that same syndrome. Yeah. It's like, I don't want her to see this movie enough that she never wants to fucking watch it again. I got to be real careful about this. That's good that you're considerate of that. I and try I, to. Part of it, I think, was <laughs> just... Um, uh like my willingness to accommodate, you know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> the beginning. You know, like it's cool. I don't care. Watch whatever you want. I don't give a shit. Like it just, <laughs> it didn't, you know, I could like kind of do something else off the side. It didn't really matter. So yeah. I did it to myself, but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is just where we're at. Just time that has to funny. go by and then I'll watch them. Cause yeah. Lee, I really like that movie. Like that's, I think it's crazy that like Hugh Jackman and Sean Connery, like, or not Sean Connery. What's like, what's, what's his name? Russell Crowe. Russell um, Crowe. Like, they're all, you know, they're both, like, actually singing in that movie. And yeah. That's, that's I think they're both movie. classically trained like, actors. That's crazy. Right. You know, I think no. that's insane. But. Well, fucking speaking of Hugh Jackman, but not quite. Did you listen to the latest Wolverine podcast? You fucking know I did. Yeah, baby. Wednesday is like the best podcast day ever. So good. Yeah. No, that one's really good. I like that he's getting more involved. Um, yeah, he's he's working his way into the story more and more. The story and more. stepping itself up. I think <clears> we, heard, <throat> we actually heard his full voice for like a couple episode. minutes. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, if I you guys are, love that show. yeah, if any of you guys are into comics at all, the the Wolverine, the Long Night podcast. It's done by Marvel. It's 
quality. Really, really yeah. good. Audio drama, man. It yep. does it every time. Yeah. It is so good. Done in stereo, so make sure you listen with both headphones in or yeah. like in a car is a really great place to do it because that that's is. what I did. Car is perfect place for that. Because I've re-listened to a couple episodes. Yeah. So that's really good. It's so good. You can like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to the rest of these. Yeah. Before next week. And I'll just roll right into it. Well, and it's kind of creepy too, you know. Yeah. So there's it deals is. with like cults and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's very suspenseful. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. I like it a lot. I love that shit. It was a beautiful segue though. I do have to say clap, clap, clap for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So are Hello. you? Is that all you got? Yeah, yeah, we going? could. Yeah, we could stop rolling from there. We're right. going to some right. sports. Let's do some fucking sports. So sports. Uh, UFC fight tonight, like we talked about. Uh, I don't know exactly what number it is. UFC fucking two thirty nine or some crazy shit. Yeah, uh, but it's McGregor. Yeah, and nobody good is playing, right? Habib nobody good never is fighting. Enough. Um, so that's gonna be wild. We're gonna go to Jordan's dad's friend's house. Uh, yeah, Dale and Alex. They are a couple. They're. They're rad fucking, they're a good ass time. Yeah. Um, so you think fucking that. Khabib's gonna kick his ass or? I have not watched UFC in a long time, so yeah. I got no fucking idea. But I did see a video of Khabib Nurmagomedov wrestling a bear when he was a child. So <laughs> there's always that. Just saying. Yeah, there's always that. That is crazy. Yeah, um, I just get, I'm really curious about it because of if, I think we talked about it at, I don't remember when, but tell Jake to order that shit. Yeah, do it. Like Jake, listen, let's do this, bro. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Just order the fight. <laughs> That's funny. But word, yeah, that'll be good. Because yeah. right, I'm curious to see what happens after that. There's been so much fucking like drama and like issues Always between those McGregor, two. Dude. I think we, I think it was during the pre-show we were talking about it, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's I just you know fucking throwing the. That shit out the bus and oh man, it was nuts. He went crazy. Yeah. And now they're gonna fucking fight for real. Again. So it'll be interesting. So I'm gonna go over injuries first. Okay. Um we can't <clears throat> forget to do pickums again. Yes. Uh, yeah. We Thank can't you. forget that. Um, <clears throat> so I'm gonna go over injuries first. Uh tight end for the Seahawks, Will Disley. Out for the rest of the season, Torres Patella Oof. went out during the game. Yeah, it was horrible. It was terrible to watch, and because he's been doing really good, Russ likes to throw to him. <laughs> yeah, um, and he he's a rookie this year, so that's just sad to see. It um, is in the very same game against the Cardinals. Earl Thomas broke his leg. Right, <laughs> broke his broke his same leg that he broke last year. But they didn't do surgery, so there wasn't a rod in it. So that's why they're saying that it broke again. Um, mm. So and on his way. While he was on his way out of the field, uh, he or out of the stadium, flipped flipped the old bird over to the Seahawks sideline, um, which yeah, tell me about that. Okay, because so, I've been I I saw the clip and I was like, what the fuck happened there? Was it they so must have left him high and dry or so? This moment is almost poetic, right? Okay, because Earl Thomas breaking his leg and going off the field. Is is at the exact same time the exact reason that Earl Thomas wanted a contract and the exact reason that the Seahawks did not want to give him a contract. Like, at the exact same time, that's exactly what that is. Like, they're like, we don't know that you're going to be able to hang on for another four years, so we don't want to sign you to a third contract. And he's like, I don't want to play and risk myself if I don't know that I'm going to have a job next year. You know what Ooh. I'm saying? 
So that's what the holdout was about. Exactly. Oh, so Jesus. That that's is, what I'm saying. It's that's crazy. Almost poetic. That that's tragically and, poetic. So while I do not love what happened with Earl Thomas, yeah. I do not blame him for his choice on the field that day. Yeah. That's funny as fuck. I'm sorry. I think that's great. That's so funny, man. A lot I of people know. are people just super upset. And yeah. I I understand both that it is that it is a business and also that Earl is a businessman and needs to look out for himself. You know what I'm saying? But he was also the number one free safety in the league at the time. So if he's able to come back, someone else will pay him. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They will not pay him what he wants, but they will pay him. So I don't know. We'll see how that turns out. Yeah. I guess. I mean, um, how long would he be out? Basically just maybe till next season? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um in the same week, Tyler Eifert is a tight end for the Bengals. He broke his ankle. Last Oof. year, he like tore his ACL or some shit like that, and he's had problems with his back. He's had all kinds of injuries, um, and so he's going to be out for a while. Running back for the Bengals, Gio Bernard, he's out two to four weeks. He sprained his MCL, um, and Joe Mixon is their other running back, and he's just coming back, which is like really interesting. But, uh, <laughs> he's uh, just coming back. Randall Cobb, he's a wide receiver for the Packers. And he is still out. He fucked his hamstring up, and he didn't, didn't play last week, and he's not playing this week. Marquette King, who is the punter for the Broncos, he's on IR, and he looks like he's going to be um, cut when he's healthy. I have that article here for – I don't remember why the fuck he's on IR. But <clears throat> they traded for him, and they got him for – or they signed him from the Raiders. That's what it was. He got cut. And they signed him. A thigh injury. That's why. Um, but he was also doing shitty. He's, which is really interesting because he was a good, he was a great punter for the Raiders. And going to Mile High Stadium, he should be even better. But he was ranked 20th among the 31 qualifying punters, which oh. should not be, he should be much higher than yeah. that. So, so they're going to cut him, it looks like. Um, <clears throat> happens, man. Yeah. <clears throat> so the first thing that I have in actual news, right? Because that's all I have for injuries. Well, let me ask you before you do that, if yes. you don't mind. Have you heard anything about Rex Burkhead? No, he's still on, he's on IR. IR. Yeah, yeah, so he'll be out for, that's like eight weeks. Ooh. So he'll be out for a while. Yeah. Sorry, Rex. Yeah. It might be time to part ways. Yeah. I'm going to, oh. Especially okay. with the way that Sony Michelle and James White have been playing as the, like, now that there's only two running backs in New England, they're both doing fucking incredible. Last yeah. week, James White had, on Thursday, he had 10 catches, 77 yards on touchdown. That was the Colts game, right? Thursday? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I watched that. That was, uh, they fucked on the Colts. Yeah, they did. Sony Michelle had almost 100 yards <laughs> and he got a touchdown. Like, those two backs are working incredibly good for them. So, and they just got Sony Michelle in the draft this year. Mm-hmm. So, even if Rex Burkhead does come back, I don't know that his job, his role is guaranteed there yeah. like it was before when this is working like this. So, yeah. Especially because by the time he comes out, I mean, it'll be playoff time. You know, they'll be working for a playoff run. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Bernie, and I got, I got, you know. I got more to talk about that, but that could wait. I think till fantasy talk. 
Yeah, yeah, I just got a couple of news things, and then we can hit fantasy, and then we can do the pickums, and then we can get the fuck out of here. Word. So, um, <clears throat> Le'Veon Bell has been holding out this whole time, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, it looks like he is going to report week seven, which is their bye week. Um, and he had, oh, okay. he had to come back by week 10 because they put the franchise tag on him, but he didn't sign it because he wants a long-term contract, right? He stands to make, I think, 14. On the franchise tag, but wants seventeen million. Fuck you, man! Um, Take the fourteen. Come on. So he's <sighs> so the game. he's not signed the franchise tag, so he's been holding out. But he has to play at least six games to be a free agent next year. So he oh. had to come back by week ten. So he's um, leaving. He just has to play exactly. So now he's coming back week seven, which is the bye week, so he can have a week to train, and then he'll be back week eight for. Yeah, um, yo, I'm I'm only here so I don't get I don't get fined. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, James Conner was the was the guy that they had in at the time, and he was really good for the first couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. he's kind of been teetering off a little bit now. But they've obviously seen that he has the potential to be that good. So, um, so there's that. And Michael Kendricks, who's the linebacker that the Seahawks picked up, he played for the Eagles last year when they won the Super Bowl, and then went to the Browns, and then he got charged with insider trading. Yeah. And he got cut from the Browns inside of the Seahawks. He is suspended indefinitely for insider training, so he can't play for anybody for a while. Um, so we don't know exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, the Seahawks signed two safeties, TJ Green and Maurice Alexander, because obviously Earl Thomas is gone, so now we yeah. have to have a couple more people to try and fill that in, see what we can figure out there. Uh, I guess Maurice Alexander was on the Hawks practice squad okay. earlier. So... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, oh shit. I was going to look up an article about Robbie Anderson. I'm going to do that next week because okay. there's some shit. I only wrote his name down because it was a big deal. Um, Gronk. Yeah. As of the game on Thursday, motherfucker. He is now the number two receiver all time for the Pats. Um, I also figured out that through four weeks, this is the most yards thrown in the NFL collectively and the most touchdown passes collectively ever thrown in the NFL, like through all the teams, you know, in the mm-hmm. first four weeks. I'm, I'm starting to think, like, because I kind of, I almost like just blacked out football last year. Yeah. I just, I'm not going to devote any attention to this whatsoever. And now that I'm back in, like, that's even feels strange to me. Like, I felt like there's been a lot of throwing the ball. A yeah. lot of throwing the ball. And that's what I'm saying, yeah. You know, I've seen some insane fucking numbers from wide receivers on fantasy. Just people like putting up insane fucking numbers, man. Absolutely. Case bulls that first week or whatever, getting pulling like two ten. Patrick Mahomes and shit. Crazy, man. Yeah. Crazy numbers. For, uh quarterbacks getting forty plus fifty fucking points. Stupid. Dude. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes threw yeah, like last week. Oh uh, fuck, Jared Goff had like four hundred yards and like five touchdowns, you know, stupid shit. I mean that's yeah. that's crazy. Well that's what the Colts Pats game was too. It was nothing fucking but Yeah. It didn't work out so well for Andrew Luck, but No, no, <laughs> I had no man. The Colts they had five drop passes just coming into the fourth quarter. And oh. then probably had two more after that. Yeah. Um, and it was I mean, rough. <clears throat> It was dumb. And they don't, they don't have like a really solid back. Like they have like two or three, like, and Marlon Mack is their best running back, but he like can't stay healthy. So mm-hmm. they're just like fucked out of it. Um, yeah, they're in and, a tight spot, man. <clears throat> Tom Brady, know. Tom Brady had two 
like interceptions that should not have been interceptions. Yeah. Um, like the one that slipped right through Chris Hogan's arms, like that shit. He should have caught that shit. Yeah. And then Gronk had Definitely. a pass that he got hit by somebody after like two steps, and he should not have dropped that fucking ball. Like, yeah. He's, Tell me about it. It's twice Gronk. It's twice the size of that guy that hit him. There's no reason he should have dropped that ball. Yeah. Uh, but Julian Edelman came back for the Pats, and he came back with the fucking vengeance. He was suspended for PEDs, and he had seven catches, fifty-seven yards. <laughs> yep. Balling out. Just acted like wow. acted like nothing was missing. So. It was a good deal. Um, and Mark Ingram comes back this week. And that is all that I have for actual notes. So what do you have on fantasy? What you got? Well, fucking Gronk for one. Yeah. 13 and a half points. He's putting up normal, you know, mid-level, I think, tight end numbers. And, right? I, mean, I mean, he's not getting insane amounts, but he's not, not doing terrible fantasy. No, not no. at all. Especially right now that so many tight ends are hurt. Like Gronk He's just not Gronk. really acting like that fucking first round pick type of guy. Right. Or not first round, like but second, I think like third second, round third, third round. Pick, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, he's letting me down, but, you know, he's not doing bad enough that I got to look elsewhere. Right. Unlike my fucking quarterback spot. That's unfortunate. Because yeah, I don't know 100% yet, but do you know the foul or the, uh, yeah, is Tampa fucking, Bay? <clears throat> yeah, is Tampa Bay going to play Fitz again? Uh, no. No. He's, he's he, done. No, the starter is Jameis Winston now. Mm. So. That hurts me emotionally. Yeah. You got to go like. Because right now I'm sitting on fucking Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. And he's been putting up. I mean, he did okay last week, you know, but he's not putting up those fucking 40, 50 numbers. You know what it is? And we talked about it already, but it's, I should not have fucking dropped Big Ben. That was a stupid mistake. No, you got to look for, I mean, I would look for other quarterbacks as well. I'm going to. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out if I even have any trading power to try to get a halfway decent quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, that's that's going to be some soul searching here in the next, like, four hours because I don't have – well, no, that's basically next week. I'm playing Baker Mayfield this weekend um, because you're hearing this on Monday. God help me. I hope it went well because <laughs> <laughs> we are playing each other this week. Yes, we are. And my hot-ass team is six feet under. Yeah. no, It I'm, doesn't look good for my future unless I make some moves. I'm looking at shit right now, so – but, you know, I mean, I'm not projected to do terrible. I'm just not going to fucking get that number one in the division spot. You know, so the thing, you all you got to do is make it to the playoffs. Yeah. Because right? that's, that's all you got to do. Because at that point, your record doesn't matter. Nothing else matters. All you got to do is make it to the playoffs. And I think that. I got to check. I got to check numbers real quick. The standings. But I think I got like a 50 point fucking lead on the number two spot. 664 to six. 13 is, I think it's Joe Hike. Yeah. And then fucking Case Balls is almost 670. Yeah. And so, you know, I got a little bit of leeway, but uh, I still got a long way to go for Case Balls. So, but how many, what place do I need to be in to make playoffs? Um, I think that the top eight make the playoffs. So, got to be in the top eight. And do you can go to? Does um, every everyone else's players become available for the playoffs? No. Okay. It is the top two, four, six, eight. Yeah, the top eight 
Okay. And at this point, you are you are in the playoffs. So yeah, I'm sitting number two spot right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, Godspeed. We'll see how this goes, and it might just be a bump in the road, bro. It might just be a bump. <clears throat> There's a long time. Like I don't. The playoffs don't start until like week fucking like eleven or twelve. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's pretty probably far eleven. Out there. So yeah, you got you got a lot of time. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of stuff that happens in between now and then. A lot of people can get hurt. A lot of people get mm-hmm. sad, and the trade deadline hasn't gone by. People can still get traded to different teams. So yeah, there's do a lot you, of stuff. Uh, that. Do you do Super Bowl parties? Yeah, bro. I mean, yeah. do you you have like a regular one you go to every um, year? Or? No, I've gone to like different ones. Like we had some people over last two years ago, and last year we went to like. Uh, fucking Clinton Angie's house and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, shout just out fucking Angie. Shout out Jake and Morgan. I'm going to see if we can fucking organize a uh, a Super Bowl party for us. Fuck yeah, bro. That'd be fucking dope. I will be there. I think that at this point, the Rams could go to the Super Bowl. They're That's looking good, man. possible. The Rams look stupid good. Yeah. So... Any particular games you're looking forward to this weekend? Uh, Rams Hawks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to the pumpkin patch tomorrow, which I am excited for. I love my family, um, but... I also love football on Sunday, so yeah. I will be listening seven ten the whole time. I almost wish there. everybody hated fall, um, so that <clears throat> we wouldn't be interfered with our football. Well, Jordan wants to take like pictures, you know, because oh, yeah, she's yeah, pregnant yeah. and stuff. That's because so. fall is beautiful and it's awesome. Exactly. But I wish it wasn't awesome and everybody hated it, so we could all watch football. Yeah. So you know, she's like got it. Like she picked an outfit that she wants me to wear, so people can take pictures of us. And oh, that's cool. You guys going all classy and shit. No, no, I'm no, because it's still the pumpkin patch. I'm still gonna wear like boots and shit like that, but like a you know a flannel that like, but it's one that I just bought and then oh, know. like a fresh, you know, yeah, you're like the fucking, you're like that uh, Justin Timberlake cover, you know, with your it back into the woods or whatever his yeah. album's called. Yeah, It'd be all dapper in your. Plaid. They got fucking. They got these really nice flannels at Costco for like thirteen bucks. They're like yeah. really thick. I, I have a few of them. Yeah, balling out. So I got some of those. I wear them a lot in the fall. Yeah. It's uh because I work outside and it's fucking cold out now. It's fucking pouring down rain on us all day yesterday. Yeah. It's great. So it's I just time to flitch the switch the flu switch to flannel. So I just picked up a new QB, so just watch the fuck out. I'm told you, I'm beating your ass this week. I'm going to four and one. I'm taking this fucking money this year. Man, I got a baby on the you? way. Who, who the fuck are you playing right now? Falco. I'm streaming no, I dropped Flacco, bro. Flacco. I'm going I'm streaming Blake Bortles against Kansas City. Blake Bortles? Yep. Why is my shit like not updated? I just did it, so you might have to close your app and then oh, you know word. what I'm saying. Got Switch it. screens or something. Oh, yeah. there it is. You yep. just did it. Yep, I'm doing you be, it. You've been sitting here fucking making trades behind my back, man. I'm doing oh, it. Oh, shit. I'm doing it. I picked him up. He was on the fucking waiver wire. He's mine. You son bitch. So, uh, that is all that I have for sports. As far as fantasy, do you have any other anythings this week? No, that's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <clears throat> then, oh man, oh man. Okay. Well, I just want you to know, like, I'm a little bit disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, you're just leading them on. Like, you're not gay. You're just really, really vain. Fucking don't judge me. Just like the attention, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do do a podcast. <laughs> What does that say about you? 